This episode of the Link Up Podcast is brought to you by Moody & Co. CBD is everywhere these days, from supplement and nutrition stores to gas station displays. With so many options, how can anyone make sense of what to buy, how to properly dose, or trust in the quality and purity of the products? Luckily, our friends at Moody & Co. have all your bases covered. Moody & Co.'s products started their life, hand-grown, and cultivated following strict organic growing practices in the fertile soil of the West Tennessee Delta. Each hemp plant was hand-planted on their family-operated farm, fed only high-quality organic nutrients, and finished their life free of any toxic pesticides and sprays. Moody & Co.'s world-class extraction and manufacturing partners are FDA-grade and CGMP compliant, so you can be sure each and every product is of the highest quality. What about potency and purity? Each of Moody & Co.'s products is third-party, lab-tested before and after the manufacturing process, and the tests are available for you right on their website. Their website is www.moodyand.co. I'll spell that for you. That's www.moodyand.co. How about that for transparency? Dosing instructions are on each bottle and their tinctures feature graduated droppers so you can be sure you are taking exactly what you need. With all the uncertainty about what goes into the products that go into you, you can rest easy with Moody & Co. CBD. Available at www.moodyand.co or on the shelf in Memphis and Oxford, Mississippi locations of Nail Bar & Co. Once again, I'll spell that website for you. It's www.moodyand.co. And now to our episode. Well, speaking of which, Tony, you've been working out, man? I have. Hell I started yeah. working out in October. I was telling somebody this the other day. I was watching that. It was like around like 1030 at night. And I saw that new trailer for the Creed movie, like Creed 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like watching. I was like, man, those guys are in really good shape, man. And I was like, well, I need to go to the gym like starting like tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm going to go right now. So I Hell put yeah. my shoes on. And then I went that night. And I just started going every night after. Because I'm. I used to work late, so I would go early sporadically in the morning, mm -hmm. but I was never consistent with it. And so, like, this time I was like, I'm just going to be consistent. I want to see what I can do with my body. Yeah. Because I don't want to get old. Luckily, if I get old, you know, that's a uh, a luxury. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a privilege to get old. Yeah. And yeah. so like, a lot of people don't get to that age. A lot of people haven't gotten to my age that I'm at right now, and I'm 43. Okay. But it's just like, I don't want to be 70 or 80 years old and be like, I wish I would have done this. Yeah. You know? And then it's, I always say too, like, I don't want to buy or have nice things and not be able to enjoy it because of my health is out of order. Absolutely. So, yeah. Like, so now I was going in the evening, but recently I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start going in the morning. I'm going to make myself get up. Yeah. So now I go around anywhere between 6.30 and 7. Nice. Before I start working. 
And then it's done. I'm done for the day, too, yeah. on top of that. You work at 9, uh, right? Or No, I go in at 8. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it's. <clears throat> I've always liked it. It's always harder, at least for me, it seems like for most, to start doing it in the morning. Mm-hmm. But exactly what you just said there. Like, you do it. You're done. Also, you roll into work. You're already feeling better. You're already, like, awake and after it. It's, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely the the better move in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you've already accomplished something for the day. So yeah. it's just like if you've done that, what else can you do? And that's another mm-hmm. thing I was thinking too is like if I can get my body in like peak physical condition fitness, it's just like what else can I accomplish in life? Oh yeah. And I think everything goes together like mind and body is is you know like it's a mm-hmm. it's a dance. It's like a couple. Cuz I was watching, I don't know if you've seen that Stutz the Jonah Hill thing on it's about his uh, therapist. It's on no, Netflix. I, I know what you're talking about. I haven't watched it. So it's the guy, really good from when I've, sorry. I haven't finished it yet, but he's talking about how like, it's like a pyramid. So then he says, you get your fitness in order, then your mind in order and then yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of all falls into place. And like I said, since I've been doing this, it's just like, I don't know. I just, you just feel better. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, like and, everything just, just kind of clicks. Yeah, and it's it's I know it's kind of a douchey thing to say, but like gym time is like a form of therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, you hear that, and if you're not in it, it sounds really shitty. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like ah, like you don't get it until you're actually doing it. But that's I've had this year. I've been the most consistent I've ever been since I was like 20 years old. Yeah, yeah getting, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm there. getting a boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put on a bunch of like good weight in the last year and a half, and just uh, it's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. It's really cool. I just started a new like strength training program, which was fun because I, I used to be a personal trainer like a decade ago. Oh, okay, and I just I ended up hurting my back really bad just mm-hmm. doing dumb shit, just going like rep for rep with a friend with way too much weight, and just yeah. Just don't cop an ego. Don't cop an ego at the gym. Lesson <laughs> yeah. learned. It'll take about six or seven years worth of yoga practicing to get your back right again. Oh, fuck. Dude, you fucked it up that bad? Yeah, I fucked it up pretty good, man. You was benching? No, I was. So we were deadlifting, and I had really good deadlift numbers at the time. And I was just, like, trying to rep out a friend, try to exhaust mm. him. And... um he like shot for 10 at this one set. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go for 15. And I got to 13 and I was doing shrugs at the top of them. And I got to 13 and it just felt like somebody slid an ice cube up my back. I just like dropped the weight. I was like, that's new. Like I have never felt that before. So I just dropped the weight. I was like, okay. It's like fingers, toes, you know, check it out. Okay. I'm good. I go like, I was like, all right, I'm done for the day. I'm going to go stretch. And then the next morning I could not sit up straight, like getting out of bed. I had to call out of work. Wow. It was awful. And then I had to get worked on by a massage therapist and it was crazy because she was able to ID the spot on my back that got jacked up without me taking my undershirt off. Oh man. She's just like, Oh, yep. There it is right there. Just like poked right at it. It's like, I tore something good. And then I had like a bulging disc. It was such a pain. And then for the next few years after that, it was just, I felt like such an old fuck. It was, I'd be like sweeping and my back would go out and then I wouldn't be able to stand up straight for like four or five days. Damn. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? So I had to stop doing like all impact based stuff. I couldn't do anything like where I was like loading my spine up. So like squats, deadlifts, all that shit was out. 
And then, uh, yeah, it was actually, I, I just, I kept like, I kept trying and then re-injuring. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to Memphis, uh, my friend Megan was, uh, running a class at a Delta groove yoga and I was going there, uh, pretty consistently. And at one point uh, we were doing just like hamstring stretches. You're just like kind of bent over and I was reaching, I was so close to my toes. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just go grab my toes. And I did it and I heard a pop and it was like the pop that I always hear right before this excruciating pain sets in. And then I fuck my next three weeks up and she heard it. So everybody's bent over and she like looks up at me and is just like, Hey, are you okay? I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. And like, I was just waiting for the pain to come in and it, it just didn't. And then she kind of came over and helped me get into a child's pose. And she's like, just stay, stay there until you feel stable, whatever. I was like, okay. So I did that. And then by the end of class, I was like sitting up and she's like, it's like, Dave, are, like, is everything cool? I was like, yeah. I, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just, I was still waiting for the shoe to drop and just never did. Mm. So I don't know if that was just the sound of, that bulging just just going back into place or yeah. whatever the hell that was, but I haven't thrown my back out since. Wow, that's and amazing. yeah, and then you know just went through a bunch of different life stuff, so I wasn't really in the gym consistently and all that. And now, uh, now I've just been going to NBS over there in Cordova, and it's fun. You know, big old meathead gym and. The people there are super nice and like just so knowledgeable. So it's just, I've gotten form corrected a few times, which is always nice. Like prevent me from hurting myself any further, but yeah, it's, it just feels good, man. It feels so good. And I don't know. I went through like a bit of a depression, like, uh, after COVID started and like 2020 just kind of was fucking crazy. And, um, that really helped. Like I was trying to get my mind right. And it wasn't until I really started getting back into exercising and starting being active that everything was starting to fall into place again. Mm. But yeah, it is, it's, it's really good for you. I mean, I've always been kind of, you know, just, just from my upbringing and shit, like I've been a little bit high strung and, uh, and I got bullied a lot as a kid. So I've got those, lingering issues that happen from that so it's just like yeah you can even ask my wife if i skip a day where i'm supposed to be in the gym i might be a bit of a douche (laughs) i might not be as uh caring and loving as i possibly could but it's just like i gotta get the yayas out somehow so it's run them out or do whatever and uh yeah it's really beneficial i'm glad that you're into it man yeah like i said it's just uh it's one of those things where it's good for vanity and for, yeah. you know, just your overall health. Oh, absolutely. Cause like I said, the health is wealth, man. If you're not healthy, mm-hmm. it's like, what's the point of anything else? Oh man. Yeah. Like you're a little older than me. So like, you know, people fifties in the nineties yeah, is different than people in their fifties now. <laughs> 100%. Oh, sorry. So different. Well, yeah. Dude, it's crazy, man. Like, you have Tony posted something the other day of like a seventy three year old lady, or maybe she was sixty three. I can't remember, but she was like physically fit. Like mm. she was like a gym chick. Like you know, you could she works out and like you know she doesn't look oh, yeah. seventy three. Yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and especially with just the more science going into the supplements and hormone treatments mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it, you can really extend the amount of time and effort you can put in. 
Um, of course you can go off the deep end with some of that stuff, but like, honestly, if you're doing it responsibly, like a lot of hormone therapy, people, it's so taboo for people to talk about still these days, but it's just like, go to an endocrinologist. Don't go to the guy at the gym Mm -hmm. and you can get put on a plan and it'll keep you feeling young for a long time. And you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something crazy, but like, it'll help everything like T levels, even in women, like it's, it's a whole thing, like perimenopausal women. It's just, it needs to be talked about more with uh, just hormone therapies in general, like where it's like, that's not steroids. Like, go on D ball. Like you'll start looking yeah. like those guys yeah. or any of those types, like Wisterol, whatever the hell it is. Um, but yeah, just getting them regulated so that they're back up to like a normal level is so healthy for every, it helps your sleep, helps your energy levels in general, like libido, everything is, is uh, back to, you know, you usually they try to even you out to about uh, levels around 28 to 30, mm-hmm. whatever the average is there. But yeah, I had a good friend who uh, he's a health coach and he was a power lifter. He was doing really well, but he just he kept taking on like too much fat. He wasn't able to like take it off and he was trying to lose some weight and it was just really difficult. And he went and got his T levels checked and they were like 230. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's yeah. super low. Oh, super. His doctor was like, how the hell do you get out of bed in the morning? Yeah. Like that's that's tough. Um, he went on that and within a year, like his transformation was insane. Uh, just how much, and he didn't go to like, you know, Vitor Belfort type of like levels (laughs) back in the day, but like, he's just back up to normal. Probably I would guess around like seven or 800, something like that. And he looks amazing. He's went from, from powerlifting to bodybuilding now. So yeah, he's, he's doing well with it. But it was beneficial for everything. You know, he's just less irritable. He's got two kids. He's running businesses. He's got more energy. It's it really helps. What is your current fitness plans? Like as far as like goals, goals. Um, let's see. Um, I've got I've got some real silly ones right now. I My main goal is longevity. Uh, that, that's the whole thing. I just don't want to get hurt again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be out of it like I was and unable to do it. So lately, uh, I have a friend who used to be a power lifter and he was, he put me on this, uh, strength training program that he kind of, uh, made when he was younger and it's been really great. I mean, I was trying to get like, as far as like, you talking like lift numbers and stuff like that. No, just like, uh, like, is it like a certain look you want to have or um I just want to be like able to do a bunch of like whatever I want physically yeah. as as much I would love to be able to dunk again it's been a long time okay yeah cuz that you know the impact stuff like yeah. I wasn't able to do that for about a, almost a decade but when I was in like high school I was able to to get up there it was fun nice. yeah but uh, yeah, like right now, I'm just on uh, like trying to build a good strength base. So I'm like shooting for some numbers that I've been achieving, which is nice. Like my squats sucked because I was so like atrophied from all those years, and those are going up now. But um, yeah, I I'd like to do another. I did a Spartan race 
like Ooh, years ago, cool, man, dude, they're so fun. And I was like, I was kickboxing at the time. And so like, I wasn't specifically training for that sort of thing, but I had good conditioning at least. And I was staying relatively unhurt at least during that time. And, uh, yeah, I did. What was it? I think I finished. It was, yeah, it was, I finished 92nd out of like 4,500 people. Oh, damn. And like, I didn't fucking wear a watch. I didn't bring water. Like, I was, I started running through like how much time I actually spent at water stations and stuff. It was like, damn, I could have done like top 50 if I actually planned this out. And yeah. Who knows if I actually trained specifically for it. But yeah, th- those are really fun. Those are really fun. Rick, I, believe signed me up for a run bike run in april so i should probably start running <laughs> um <laughs> that guy man he's so fucking strong dude oh dude yeah and like it, he's he's been bummed out a little bit lately because he's had a shoulder injury mm-hmm. that's been nagging him. Him about it yeah and I, I feel so bad for him but it's like he's doing everything he can right now it's, it's just it's gonna take a little while to rehab it properly because you know you don't want to get going a little too fast too soon and mm-hmm. set yourself back to zero. But um, yeah, he's so fucking strong. <laughs> it's great. I mean, well, what was he? He was a wrestler and he fought MMA for a minute there. Yeah. Just, Oh my God. Yeah. He's a good dude. That's he, he's one of my favorite people I've met since coming to Memphis. No offense guys, of course. <laughs> but, but he is the reason I know you too anyway. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Cause we were at Rick's thing where we met you, right? Yeah. Rick's diaper party. Oh yeah. Was that the first time we met? I think so. Okay. He was in that little place downstairs, right? Of that hotel, Cova club. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where we started t- swapping some silly stories. Down, man. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was fun time, man. Oh my God. That was, that was great. And thanks for coming out to mine. Uh, yeah. Whenever that was, what was that the 28th time is. It goes by so fast. <laughs> oh Yeah. I mean, it's we're a, I guess a week or less until baby time at this yeah. point. So I just like, I'm just I'm just going day to day right now. Just <laughs> so insane. I don't know if you can oh, yeah. ever be ready. Like I know you guys are ready, but like, can you ever be like one million percent ready? No. Like you're gonna, yeah, we the house is, you know, baby proof. You know, this is good. This is good. Yeah. But like, I don't think like it ever is. 100% ready. Like nobody yeah. is. Well, there's no, everybody's so different. Like, yeah. The kids are born with personalities. So it's just like, you don't know what to expect. You don't know like if they're going to get sick or not. And all that kind of stuff is just so stressful. And it's like, I, all the stuff that you can do to prepare for it, we have done. Like right. we did the prenatal classes. We got a good understanding of everything leading up to that. We've got, we've been, incredibly blessed with just uh friends on our registry and stuff so we have like all the accessories you ever freaking want or need and probably all the stuff you don't need but we're we're ready in that way and then it's just me and my wife are on the same page with everything and you know that takes a lot of time and effort to get there but we're there so it's i mean as as prepared as you can be, I, I. But again, you never know what'll happen once the baby gets there. So, you know, just try to roll with the punches. We're both uh, uh, pretty resilient people, 
So we'll see how that goes. We can, we can, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm a little hey, nervous. I was so. like, I, yeah. exactly like. <laughs> Did you always want a family? Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to. Um, yeah. My, my family was, uh, pretty fractured. So I really wanted to, uh, be able to try to like, quote unquote, do it right. I guess, um, or just do it different, try to improve on things. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know, I've got like two half brothers and a sister and I haven't talked to my sister in like 10 years. Like she's just kind of, a unfortunately has some mental problems that mm. she feels like everybody else has the problem. <laughs> oh. And yeah, so I don't, ah. Yeah, I, that's just like she's super toxic. So it's just like I, I, I just didn't need that in my life, and my life has greatly improved since we stopped communicating on a regular basis. So it's like you know, it's it's okay. Sometimes it's it sucks because you know, uh, folks, a lot of folks will say that like blood is thicker than water and mm-hmm. all that, and I, I don't believe that at all. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've always made my own family. Like that's always been it. Like I don't know. Even when I was little, I'd always be at like other people's houses Mm -hmm. i had a lot of you know like uh unofficial adopted moms and stuff like that and uh so it was interesting growing up that way but now like at at one point when i was a lot younger like back when i was you know doing that as hobo travels across the country that uh i was pretty sure i was not gonna have a family at that point is like, I would like it, but I just didn't see that in the cards for me at that point in my life. And especially with, uh, the, the women I was choosing to date at the time, I was like, Oh, I can't even picture her as a mother. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I know it was like, okay, well, you know, some therapy later and it's like, Hey, maybe you should aim for people, you know, down that path instead of just, uh, well, really what my therapist asked me at that point when I was, um, I started, uh, dating my now wife was, uh, you know, I was, I was a little worried because I was like, I don't know. She's really awesome. Like I'm attracted to her. She's really nice, but she's not like the type of person I usually go for. And he's just like, well, how's that worked out for you in the past? Like, yeah. Oh, Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, not well. Good point, ever. Doc. Yeah. Good point. Like, <laughs> this is why I'm paying you. Okay. Got it. It's like, yeah, well, okay. So it's just like, you know, I felt she's such a nice person and she's like, she kind of brought up well and definitely the other side of the tracks for me. And I just kind of felt unworthy a lot when mm-hmm. it came to that sort of thing. And it was just like, no, I need to just like date crazy people. Cause that's, I know crazy people. That's, yeah. that's what I'm used to. And it's like, oh, well. I don't know. Then I, for a while there, I was afraid I was going to scare her off with shit. And it's not the case, not the case at all. It just, you know, all that kind of stuff just brought us closer together. But you know, like being able to voice that to her after getting a little bit more comfortable about it, which took a, a lot of effort <laughs> to get comfortable. But now, I mean, like I couldn't even imagine being with anybody else. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's something like, just in life, though, a lot of people do what's comfortable, and then they wonder why they're having the same results. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if you do the opposite of everything you've been doing, maybe something good will happen to you, or you'll meet the right person. 
Yeah. Like you have to be able to want more for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not as easy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And just depending on everything you had going on, so much of it just goes right back to your childhood and everything. So it's just like, depending on how you were raised, that is a lot easier, a lot harder for some people. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that was a tough hurdle to be like, Oh, uh, I guess I'm not a just complete pile of shit. So I guess I deserve a little bit more than that. Yeah. So that's good. And then you start there and then then you try to shoot for more. Like it always, like I said, like we were talking about in the beginning, it all goes back to the mindset though. Mm -hmm. You have to have like a mindset that you are worthy. Oh yeah. You know, if you have a mindset that you're not nothing or you've always been told that that's what you're going to think. But if you start believing in yourself, you get around people that believe in you then the sky's the limit pretty much, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't develop self-esteem until I was, like, in my early 20s. Wow. That was just, like, I was I just bullied a ton as a kid and just always, like, really beat down by a lot of people. And it's just, like, I just didn't have it at all. I was always trying to strive for stuff. Like, I made a lot of just stupid, regrettable decisions when I was younger just because I was either trying to, like, fit into something or impress somebody who now I wouldn't give a shit about. Like, it's, you know, but so goes life, you know. You got to you gotta learn from that sort of stuff, and everything is a lesson one way or another, or else it's just a wasted experience. But, you know, you, you just grow from that kind of stuff. Try to acknowledge it and... Be self-critical without being self-harmful. That's really, that's nice. You got to find that balance because, you know, it would be tough. Sometimes I'd be the complete I don't give a fuck guy when I was younger and that'd get me in trouble. And then other times I'd beat myself up way too much about stuff and that'd get me in trouble in other ways. So it's just like, you know, finding that that line to toe. And it just takes a lot. When did you start having like a mental shift as far as like being more mature? Uh, I would say probably. Uh, how old was I when I started that? It was like 24, maybe 25. <laughs> That's really when it happened. I went through a really, really messy breakup and we just it just sucked. like we weren't right for each other. I was trying to play Mr. Fix it. She was in a different part of her life. And mm-hmm. it was like, I, I don't know. We had hardcore puppy love and it just was, it, it was messy. And when we broke up, I had this feeling after she left and I was like, I feel amazing right now. Like, this is crazy. Like my appetite came back, <laughs> like all kinds of stuff. And I went and talked to my therapist. I was just like, why do I feel like this? I just like, I broke somebody's heart. Like this sucks. Like it should feel worse. Right. And after a couple of weeks, he's just like, yeah, this this is just, you were in a toxic relationship and this is how you're feeling not being in a toxic relationship anymore. It's like, it's a relief, Mm. isn't it? Like it's okay to feel good about that. Like I was, I had such a guilt complex. I felt bad about getting rid of somebody from my life that I shouldn't have had there. Yeah. And it's just like, that was, that was a weird thing. And to like accept something like that, I really started kind of shifting more. And even it started a little bit before then, uh, because that was when I was in Portland and man, we had this like big blowout because I I ran a, uh, I was hosting a party bus out there, like a real high end party bus. And, you know, people would be, uh, you meet all kinds of people doing that. We worked a lot with like Nike athletes and a lot of their like 
uh, headquarters and stuff out there and a bunch of just random interesting people. But at one point we had this group of realtors and they loved me. And they're just like, you should definitely go take the test and join our firm. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. Like we'll sponsor you or whatever, however it worked back then has <clears throat> been a few years. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do it. So I went and I, uh, I downloaded the curriculum and everything and studied up. I, I did that. I downloaded it and I studied for about a month and then I took the test and I passed and I brought it back to them. They're just like, Holy shit. Like that was fast. Uh, apparently like, so it takes a while for some folks with that. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, whatever. Like it was just memory stuff. So, and then they're like, no, no, that's like, you should be proud of that. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So I got that going and then I got home and, the girl I was with was just like, oh, you're like some sort of like business guy. Like, that's not who you are. I was like, well, I don't like who I am. <laughs> I'm, yeah. like, I'm trying to change. <laughs> yeah. And she was not for that sort of thing. And it was just like this constant tension. And then eventually we ended up just breaking up for a million more of reasons beyond that. But that was one of those where I was like clear red flag. There's a lot of red flags, honestly, but that one was super clear because I was like, oh, I'm feeling good about myself. And she was like, chop me down. Like, damn, like, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, I'm always trying to encourage you with stuff you're interested in. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the moment I show interest in something else, kaput. Is, yeah. Very are, interesting. One of my friends has taken that test. I mean, the realtor test, you know, national realtor test. Yeah. One of my friends, it took her three three or four times yeah. to, to pass it. And my other friend, it took her like six times. Oh, wow. Like they yeah. said, like, so that means you're a really smart guy, for real. Like, because these, these girls I'm that. talking about, they're not stupid. They're like, they, you know, they, they did well in school and everything. Like, it just they just couldn't pass it the first go round. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've had like teachers and stuff tell me that. I've, I've always, I've had that talk a million times where I'm not like working to my potential from teachers when I was in like high school or middle school, whatever the hell. And it was, I don't know. I just don't feel like putting energy into things I don't give a fuck about. Mm. So that was always the thing where like, I love science, love history. So like history, A's all throughout school, of course. But you want to teach me trigonometry? I don't give a shit. Like I I know algebra and geometry because I like building stuff. And then past that, like, I, I don't want to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need calculus. Like, why are you teaching me calculus? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to do the bare minimum now. Yeah, I think it's, like you said, it's what you're interested in, and mm-hmm. that's what you're going to be gravitating towards. If you're not interested in something, it's not going to be a passion of yours. Yeah. And they always say, like, some people aren't lazy. They're just not motivated to do that certain thing. But you need to find something that drives you. And like I said, when you were talking about that girl, though, you don't want somebody that's like the crab in a bucket just because she's having a bad life. She wants to bring you down to her level. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like that, man. They 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 never want to see somebody accomplish anything because it makes them look at themselves and be like, well, I'm not doing that. Well, fuck you for trying to do something that I'm not doing. Oh, yeah. They're making me feel bad now. Also, like maybe she thought that when you got when you were start improving your life, you know, like you would have. That you were just going to leave her behind. You know, maybe yeah. she, I'm just, you know, just thinking of different ways, but like maybe that's what more of the things she thought of too. Could Probably, have been. I mean, it's a great thing you left her to improve your life, you know, but yeah. like maybe she was like, oh, well, if he becomes this big 
tycoon, you know, leaves. <laughs> what am I going to, what if he leaves me? I don't have anything to offer him anymore. Mm. Yeah, well, she definitely, I mean, we were matching energies there. So she had as bad or, <laughs> how should I say, as low or lower self-esteem than I had at the point. And uh, so, yeah, I could see that, honestly. And I really hope that she's doing something she loves right now. Like, that was, I don't wish any ill will on it. Like, it was messy. It was stupid. But after, like, years of being able to, like, look at it from afar, it's just yeah. like, we just weren't right for each other. That was it. And we just kept trying to force it. And it's just like, that's that's silly. It's, again, it's the mistakes you make when you're, like, 24, 23, whatever we were. And it's like, you know, you got to learn from that sort of thing. But I could I could see that, and honestly, who who knows what would have happened? But I'm glad what did happen did. Is it just? I mean, the only reason I ended up in Portland in the first place, I was looking to move to Seattle from Philly with her, and she didn't want to go to Seattle; she wanted to go to Portland, and uh, we moved there instead. And because of that, I got that job hosting that party bus, mm-hmm. and. Because of that, I eventually hosted a wedding party shuttle that my wife was a part of and oh, got okay. to meet her that way. So yeah. it was like everything kind of just happens for a reason. True. And I mean, when I met her, it was like a strictly platonic thing. Like she was just, you know, like a customer. She was super nice, super pretty girl. She was up there talking to me, all the rest of the people in back of the bus. And, you know, she had mentioned that she was going to move to Memphis. And I was like, oh, man, well, I, I like came through Memphis a few years ago and I got some really good friends. Like one of them works at this uh, children's hospital, St. Jude. You ever hear of it? And she's like, that's why I'm moving there. It's like, I'm going to go work at ALSAC, the the thing that funds St. Jude. I was that like, is oh. so fucking cool. Dude, it was wild. So I like, I just gave her a bunch of phone numbers and then like months went by. And after I broke up with that girl, uh, I've I've always tried to maintain integrity with that kind of thing. So it was just like, I, like I broke up with that girl, and then like a month or two went by, and I was like, I wonder if that girl ever made it to Memphis. All right, like I wonder if she ended up uh, getting together with with my friends in town. That'd be really cool. So I just texted her one day, and then it just it just never stopped. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things, like. You know, what are you doing? Oh, you're cooking? Oh, I love cooking. Here we go. It's this, this, like, oh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm about to go to this bar to watch uh, this UFC fight. And she's like, I fucking love UFC. I was like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then we just, you know, it just kind of evolved from there. And within 10 months or so, I decided to just move out of Portland and, and come here and see what happens. Wow. And I did lie to her. I told her I had a business opportunity. <laughs> I didn't have anything. <laughs> I just wanted to see where it went with her. I was like, I have a really good feeling about this person. And uh, I didn't want to put any pressure on her. So I'm just like, yeah, I've got a business opportunity. And that ended up coming to fruition somehow. That I don't know how the hell that worked out, but it's now we're here. Yeah. And now we got a house and a dog and a kid on the way and friggin' American dream style. It's a great story, man. That's wild, man. It's wild thinking about it. But yeah, it, it's, I don't know. I, I used to never, I used to be more of a random chaos kind of theory guy. And uh, now I, over the years, I've started to think that, that things really do happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And to be a bit more intentional in your actions and stuff, like in my actions throughout life, because you never know what's going to come up, like what kind of opportunities or whatever. But yeah, yeah, this I, I 
if you asked me 10 years ago where you think I'd be now, I never in a million years would I tell you this is what I had. Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell knows? <laughs> and the sky's the limit from there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now just working on expanding the business, took on a new partner, uh, really looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to the baby. Uh, Marky's killing it in her career. Um, yeah, it's just it. who the hell knows. And, you know, eventually just want to the plan would be just work ourselves a bit more rural, get mm-hmm. a nice big piece of land somewhere with some mountains and, you know, hey, go go do that. Go go be a bit more peaceful. Yeah, the city, I, I lived rural growing up and I really liked that. Um, I hated it at the time. Uh, looking back, I look back on it pretty fondly because I've been in cities my whole adult life and it's just. I don't know. I, I like it a little bit slower. That's that's what I've come to learn. Convenience is one thing, but you know, pace of life is another quality of life. Well, I think they say a lot of us are designed to be in like a tribe, not in this big community. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I suck at remembering names. Yeah. That's I'm maxed out now, so I'm very sorry if I meet you and I don't remember your <laughs> name. But it is you got to really stand out at this point. It's, it's nuts. My wife makes fun of me all the time. Cause like, she's like my little black book at this point. So it's like, you just please remember their name. And you know, like I've had this talk with her so many times where it's just like, okay, she invites me to a coworker thing or like a little happy hour or something. And she's like, Oh yeah. And this person, this person works there. I was like, you have like 800 coworkers. <laughs> Yeah. I don't work with them. I don't know them. Yeah. She's like, you've met these people like four times. So I was like, thank you. Please introduce me to them <laughs> or at least use their name a lot on the first <laughs> yeah, sentence. Yeah. Like, I need that help because I don't want to be rude. And it's like some of the people, they're really nice, but I'm just like, I, I don't know your name. And I feel like shit. Like there's been people at the farmer's market. I've been working next to them for years, man. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't tell you their name. Yeah. I, I know what they sell. Uh, I, I know their product quality, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you their name. It's unfortunate, but yeah. And so who, who had that theory? It's like a, like 150 people or less. Is like I've heard Rogan talk on. about that. I don't know where yeah. he got that from, but I've now? heard him talk about it before. Yeah. There was some like anthropologist guy that came up with that whole thing. Uh, that whole theory where it's like, you can only keep so much uh, like people knowledge in your head at once. So it's like you're and based on us being tribal and being brought up. So it's like 150 people, but I hear that that number has gone up a bit since I first heard that one. Mm. And I believe I did hear that on Joe Rogan. So don't quote me. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. How are you guys with that sort of thing? You ever have trouble? sometimes I do have trouble. Like I'll meet somebody out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Hey, what's up? You remember? And they're like, Oh yeah. And then I'm, uh, and I'm like, I don't remember your name, but I remember our conversation and stuff, you know? Yeah. Or like, I remember what we talked about, but like, and then sometimes I'm like, they're like, it's whatever, you know, Stan or whatever. And then like, Oh yeah, Raul, you know, and we start bullshitting talking again, but I'm like, you're, it's easy for you to remember my name. I'm the only fucking Raul you fucking probably know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's get real. Like, oh yeah. You got a more unique name. Yeah. So you know, so, yeah, it's like, it's different. And that was the, one of the things in like when I was in high school and stuff like that, I couldn't remember anybody's names really, you know, 
like when I got to Houston mm-hmm. and they're like, how come we never remember our names? We hung out so many, like a couple times. I'm like, y'all have one of me to remember. I have a bunch of uh, people who look like you to remember. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. And if you meet a lot of people, like I'm, I'm out there every weekend, like selling bagels and stuff and doing whatever. And especially when I first got to town, it was uh, my friends that have been here forever. They've, they just know so many f- people and they're just like, Oh, you got to meet all these folks that we know and love. And you know, they, they'd probably like you too. And it's just like, dude, there was, there's events all the time. When I first got to town, I was like, I can't keep like, I, you got to write them down. Yeah. Like, thank God for Facebook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I could just like look somebody up and be like, and their face. Oh, there they are. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Raul. <laughs> like, that's who it is. <laughs> but man, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough sometimes. But now I, I've just, that's another thing, which is like growing up a bit more. I, I don't keep a big circle. Mm. I, that circle's gotten tighter and tighter. Uh, has that been for you too? Same. Yeah. That's maybe it's just a natural progression of it. Well, I think when you start getting older, you realize how precious your time is. Yeah. And who you want to spend it with. Oh, yeah. You know, so like some of those people that were just acquaintances aren't really people you just want to contact all the time. Truth. But then when you see them out, though, or, what, or whatever it is, the situation is, right? You'll, you know, you still talk to them and bullshit with them. Oh, but, it's always pleasant. But, yeah, but like, you know, like, so like, oh, you know what? Let me call Billy and see what he's up to today. You know, like you want to go. Yeah. Do some coke or something, bro? Like, oh, no, I'm busy, man. I got this kid, you know? Like, I'm with, but it's just like one of those things. Like, I can't remember, like, I don't have that many, like, people I really hit up anymore for to do things with, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a couple of guys that I like at work and stuff, you know? They'll sometimes they go bowling right here and, um, and they hook me up every now and then when they do, you know? They haven't done it in a long time, but like, and then like some people from downtown, like, you know? Yeah. I probably, I, I, t- I talked to Brad today. I talked to Tony today and I think that's it outside of like work people. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like basically it, you it, guys, my wife and Rick, that's yeah, all for you know, me today. I was saying yeah. like, uh, it, it just because like Tony said, we would just become s- smaller mm-hmm. cause I don't need a, I mean, I, I guess back in when I was younger, I needed to have like a lot of friends, you know, like I was like, Oh, hey, it's Raul. Hey, you know, like, Hey, what's up? You yeah. know? But like, now it's like, Hey, I'm 43 years old. <sighs> Did you see it when you were younger as like a social currency to like know more people? Yeah. As like something that became more valuable. Well, people, people to this day are still blown away by how many people that Tony and I know. But oh, like, yeah. it's a, like, you know, oh, you guys know everybody. I was like, well, we, you know, we grew up here. Like, you know, like that's, we've always been in the, like somewhat, somewhat in the circle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes the circle will go like this where these people fall off. And then, I mean, there's times where I completely forget about people until I see them out again. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. shit, I forgot all about that person. Yeah. I mean, that's like shit. Like when we were out for my diaper party, when we ran back into you guys at, uh, what was that? Barware. Barware. Bar-ware. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Twitch comes around. He's like, Dave, you got to meet this guy. This is, uh, he's in three, six mafia. I was like, oh, what? Yeah, computer. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, I, I don't hate me Memphis, but I, I never really got that into three, three, six mafia. And I didn't know that there was a guy named computer involved. He was very nice. Yeah. He had some really cool clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like he's done very well for himself. I was like, Oh, cool, man. Nice to meet you. It was like, 
seems like everybody knows this guy. Like, God damn it, I'm such an outsider still <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> like, shit, I should be more hyped for this. Like, I don't know if I'm excited enough to meet this guy right now. A lot of people know him from that TV show. There's a TV they had, show. They had a TV show. It was like going Hollywood. 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 Like yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So oh, it was an MTV show. So that's why a lot of people know him. Yeah. That's uh, like we talked about earlier. Um, my I, I did not get MTV. Mom uh, canceled that one <laughs> right <laughs> off of the cable plan. Yeah. It just skipped that channel. Um, yeah. It's. It is nice, though, because that like what you were saying, like even if you haven't really thought of the person or seen them a lot or you don't contact them often, it's still nice when you see them out. Yeah. And like you still it's like, you know, pleasant to see them. It's really nice. Like my wife used to get on my case because she's very social Mm -hmm. and she's like, you need more friends. And I was like, I don't have enough time for the friends I do have. Like the people I really like to surround myself with, I hardly have enough time for that. Like, and you want me to go like, oh, hey, man, like, what do you, what do you do? (laughs) You want to be buddies now? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, it's weird making friends as adults, too. Like, if it's not or you can't force it, it has to be organic. Yeah. Like with me and Rick, we worked alongside each other in those community kitchens for so long. And it was just like, you know, we go, go through some things with that. And it's like you get closer and closer over time. But like, I. I don't know. She was, she was uh, for a while there trying to get me to like be friends with her friend's husbands. And I'm just like, I don't know about this. <laughs> this is, I'm going to say something. They're not going to like me. <laughs> like I'm going to say something stupid. Come here, Dave. Let me show you my Wella collection. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, oh, like, like <laughs> it's just like, and some of them just have the, uh, what is that? The old Miss uniform on. Oh God. The, the, it's like the, the boat khakis, shoes. Yeah. yeah khaki and shorts. The shorts and the, and the pastel college. I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by one of them. He was, I ended up like we were, we met a few times and then, uh, at a friend's wedding, uh, he was there and just, we started talking and I was just like, I had a few drinks. So my, you know, my filter was down a little bit and I was just like, yeah, man. I was like, what was the best concert you've ever been to? You know, like yeah. something like that. Just get a conversation going. And at the time, my favorite concert I went to was Slipknot. And he's like, I fucking love Slipknot. <laughs> like, dude, I've seen him like four times. It's like, I went to Mayhem Fest. I was just like, you are very unassuming <laughs> like, <Yeah>. for <laughs> metal fan with your comb over and your khaki shorts and yeah. all that. So I was like, good Lord, man. Like, okay. Like, I think we can be cool. <laughs> like, that's fun. Like, I like a lot of different kinds of music, but it's always so funny when you meet somebody who's, like, into something crazy, like, like hardcore gangster rap, but they're just, like, real buttoned up and shit. Yeah. Or it's, like, heavy metal music like that. I, was just, I always get a kick out of that sort of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just like, what do you do in your car? That's what I want to <laughs> know. Like, <laughs> let me see your Spotify playlist. It's funny Please. because when I had this kid with me that was training, he rode with me in, my, in the company car, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would plug my phone in and it. 360 will start playing and he kind of looks at me and he know obviously he knows some of the song, songs because he's from Memphis, you know, he grew up here. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, I didn't think you'd, you'd be listening to this. I was like, oh, did you want to listen to something else? Let's, you can plug your phone in. I don't care. My, yeah. my phone's fully charged. I'm sorry. I didn't know. He's like, oh, no, no. I just didn't think. I was like, well, what'd you think I was going to listen to? Fucking the sitar, motherfucker? What the fuck? <laughs> like, dumbass. Yeah. MIA only. That's, that's exactly. all you got. Yeah. Paper planes or nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. That's no. 
And oh, I hate man. when people ride with me. I'm like, dude, they're just fucking following me. Because, you know, I ask being nice, <laughs> but 98% of the time they're like, oh, no, I'll just follow you, man, you know. Yeah. But then like, oh, yeah, I'll ride with you. I'm like, oh, oh man. Oh. See, my wife will be real quick to shut my shit off. That's, that's, <laughs> she is not, I've gotten her into, and that is a real maybe on the into a few different kinds of uh, more heavy music. Um, just because I was able to find some good bands with a uh, good female lead vocalists, mm. I was like, you got to hear this lady. She sounds like a freaking crazy person on here. Like put on some OTEP. And be like, yeah, yeah. How do you like that? That's a lady. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, they could. You guys could do that too. Yes. Maybe you should listen. To, have you ever heard uh, of this band? What's that? Lipstick stains. Lipstick stains. No, their the, the lead singer is a lady. Okay. And then another band that we're friends with is Queer Age or Queen Age. Queen Age. Queen Age. Queen Age. And uh, <laughs> they're both chicks on there, and they no. both. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Let me correct myself. Whoops. One is a one is a woman, and one is non-binary. Gotcha. Sorry, okay. Sorry. Thank you for thank you. Yeah. I didn't want to offend anybody. Oh, hey, no worries, man. But that's uh, good. yeah, that. Yeah, that's it's. it's they're, they're they're both good bands. They, well, what kind of music are they? This is like um. I can play you a lipstick thing real oh, quick if you want to hear it. Please, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Yeah, I'm always into they, listening to some new stuff. They're fixing to go on like a nine or seven city tour. Like, I think they just left Hell yesterday yeah. or something like that. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And she she does like, a, her and her boyfriend are like the lead on, lead people on the band, you know, I mm. think. And she was just sending messages, text messages to different bands in different cities. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're thinking about doing a tour. Would you guys want to, can we come through your city on the date you play in the show? And be part of the show kind of thing. I thought it was really cool how she was doing it. Yeah. So they're playing, they're playing Little Rock, New Orleans, St. Louis. And there's like a couple, like two or three more cities. I thought that was yeah. dope, man. Oh yeah. I've, uh, man, I've always, I, I grew up playing music and stuff and I still have a couple of good friends that are musicians that do stuff now. And it's like, it's crazy. My uh, one friend, Louis, uh, Louia, sorry, Louia, is his uh his his stage name and he's he's got a crazy following like he ended up having some wild uh, success on Spotify like in the last 2 years and i mean like Snoop Dogg called him oh, to be wow. like hey what's up let's hang out sometime or whatever and it's like they did That's and that awesome. was interesting shit and he's he's great he's really sounds a lot like Post Malone Okay. That kind of feel. And he, uh, he'd he been in production before that, and he actually, one of his big hits was, um, shit, I forget what track it was, but he uh, he made the beat, like uh, Wiz Khalifa bought a beat or two off of him. That is so cool. Right? I was like, holy shit, dude, like you're fucking hitting it, and he's just been good, and so now he just tries to, he does his own stuff, and then he produces a few other bands. And then I've got a cousin, she goes by Royal and the Serpent, uh, Serpent, and... She is wild. She's a little rock star. Mm. And uh, she just got off a tour with Demi Lovato. They oh, did wow. like an international tour, like all South America and then across the United States and possibly Europe. I've that fucking wild. I, I, like, I just know her as this little preppy chick from New Jersey that played the acoustic <laughs> guitar. Yeah. And now she's just like crazy makeup. She's wild out on stage, just going crazy. And just like she's. It, 
you'd have to see it to really get the full effect. But uh, just great musician. That's fucking legit right there. Yeah. Let me play you this song. What's the name of it? Vanessa. Vanessa. By Lipsy Stains. Steel. 
Well, I guess one of the things uh, lately I've been doing, like just preparing for the baby is just, you know, I've like I told you guys, I kind of I've been intentionally working myself into a place where I don't need to be actively working every mm-hmm. single day. So I've had a lot more time to just think about stuff. And that's a huge one. Just going over like like analyzing my own habits and uh like and seeing my parents and myself and like some of their negative habits and some of their good habits and trying to just be like, okay, well, here's what I want to pass on. Mm -hmm. Here's what I don't, here's what I don't like. So let me actively work on this if I can and just kind of uh, try to be better. And if like for my child, because I, I feel like this has been a recent thought among new parents, like, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, people were just like, ah, I got a kid. It's what it feels like anyways. Like I got a kid and, uh, we're going to, we're going to try. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's how it was. And now since, um, like therapy stuff and just like being more self, like self analytical, it, it's become less taboo over mm-hmm. time. So I think now people are, you know, some people do overcorrect on that one and really try to like plan every moment of their child's life or something. But, I'm just trying to start from a, a small base there where I'm just like, okay, uh, I acted a certain way or I may have like raised my voice when I didn't want to raise my voice. And now I'm just like, ah, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, why'd I do that? And then you sit there and you ruminate on that for a while and be like, where did that come from? And you try to figure that out and move on from there, just work on it, get better. But yeah, that's that's been the last few months. A lot of existential. <laughs> a lot of existential How long have you been in therapy? Oh, man, probably on and off since I was 24, 25, something like that. And what was the jumping off point for that? It was that crazy breakup. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was that crazy breakup where I'm just like, this was crazy. Why do I feel so good right now? Mm. <laughs> like, I just didn't know. And we started from the bottom. Like... Like he had to give me the, and even a few years ago when I just, Oh, I fell into that depression for a while. Uh, my wife and I went to couples therapy and we're trying to help that. She's a fucking saint. And we're, she was trying to help me sort things out and just, you know, we ended up going there. seemed like the best route. And he presented a thing when I saw it, I got even more depressed for a minute. Cause I just saw like how like far back I was again. Mm-hmm. Um, he is this emotion wheel. Okay. Have you ever seen that where it's oh. like, uh, so it's got like four, it's, it's a wheel. It's got four blocks on the, the innermost thing. And it's got, uh, you know, the, your four main emotions. Mm-hmm. And then it's got a bunch of like spokes that come off of it of like what's associated with those emotions so that you can help identify them because I was, uh, emotionally an idiot. And I was just like, I, like, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> like, I just, I'm angry right now. It's like, are you angry? I don't know. Maybe I'm anxious. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And it took a while when I first started, when I was in my mid twenties there, it took a while to figure that stuff out. And then I thought I was good. And then when that, that dark time hit again, it was just like, shit. Like I'm back at square one somehow. Like, how did I let myself get there? So it's ever since then, I've been really, really conscious of that kind of stuff and just like really trying to 
be as progressive as possible with my mental and emotional state when it comes to that is, I mean, I'm not going to knock anybody that takes meds or anything like that, but I just, I, I would rather do it without them if mm-hmm. possible. I don't think what I have or what I've dealt with would constitute that. Maybe it's not as severe as some folks. Yeah. And, you know, we've all had our peaks and valleys and stuff, but like, I've just always kind of lead more uh, holistic about that sort of thing where it's just like, okay, well, I'm feeling anxious. I'm going to go work out or I'm going to go in a sauna for like 45 minutes and just like sweat it out or do something. Or if like, I don't know, maybe I'm starting to get a little depressed. Maybe I'll play like a a video game that I really like and just like, okay, here we go. Get a little sense of adventure back in there, like have some entertainment or comedy. Always. I'm constantly listening to comedy. That's uh, uh, podcasts and stand up in general, but yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey. So, what is the first time you recall being depressed, and what did that look like? Oh man, oh yeah, okay, we're going deep. That was uh, man, probably the first time. Oh, it's it's a long time ago. I was a little kid. Um, my brother got taken out of our house by like the police Mm. and I didn't know if I'd see him again. And then he unfortunately ended up getting caught up in that whole, there was a whole news story about it. There's some um, uh, like juvie detention centers that were giving kickbacks to like judges and shit and whatever. However that worked, I'm not an expert on it, but he got caught in the system for a while. And so I just remember being really, really fucking sad. I was probably like three or four. Oh, wow. And then there was like other waves of it where like when my dog died when I was 10, I was like so sad for fucking months. And then the big one was when I was 13 because of all the bullying and stuff. uh, We ended up having to move. And uh, it was like on my birthday. And I was just like so fucking sad and so resentful of it. Like I was so pissed that we, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move at all, but it was just such a bad shitty situation. And, uh, like I was trying to prevent, like I heard that they were showing the house. So I like went and just like start smashing holes in walls. Oh shit. Yeah. I just started punching and kicking doors. <laughs> like they're like, you're never going to be able to sell this house. Like they did. It was fine. Turns out doors aren't that expensive, but <laughs> you know, I was trying, that was a, you know, a 13 year old brain or 12. <clears throat> I guess that was my 13th birthday. So I was technically 12, but it was, uh, yeah, that was a big one. And then I just had other big waves of stuff. Like I got my heart broken real bad in high school one point. And then uh, I just I thought I was on the up and up late teens, early 20s. And uh, then I realized I hated what I was doing. <laughs> like I was working at this factory. and I was like, oh, man, this is great. Like I got limited overtime. Um, I'm doing like I was working 14, 14 days on two days off oh, wow. and I was doing like 12 hour shifts, 16 hour shifts. Like I was like fucking bring in that money. Like, come on. And I'm like, I don't I like months go by. And I was like, I have no time to spend all this yeah. money. I have no life. All I'm doing is going to the gym, going to work and going to bed. Like I haven't even met anybody. I've been in this town like six months. Like what the fuck? And I started like, I, I and then I wasn't, uh, learning anything else at the job. Like I was just in a 
like kind of a static position mm-hmm. there and it was a union shop. So it was like, you can't move up mm-hmm. until you like, you're there for seniority, all that kind of stuff. And I'm the new guy. So it's like, Oh my God, this isn't working out. And I just saw guys where I'm working right next to them and I'm better at the job that they've been doing for 30 years. I'm like, Oh no. Like I had this crazy flash forward where I'm like, I, that could be me. And it scared the shit out of me. And then I started getting real, depressed into that i was just like i I couldn't shake it and i was just like i I gotta get the fuck out of here i gotta figure something out and that's when i started planning my trip uh with my buddy eric uh where we just were like okay the thing we're gonna do here we're gonna you know let's just go like travel the world let's go vagabonding let's figure this out like whatever and then we're talking more and more and we're like well what if we get somewhere else in the world and people ask us about the United States, we haven't really left like the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York area. Like I would it'd be kind of shitty be like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. We know nothing about our own country. Like <laughs> yeah. really sorry, but like we're so much less interesting than you think now. So we're like, okay, well let's, let's travel across the country. And, and he was really, he was battling some severe depression. He's, he's got it bad. He's got some, uh, Got like terrible scoliosis uh, to the point where in a few years he might not be walking. Oh damn! And it's it's it sucks because it's been he's always stayed in real good shape and done everything he could to kind of like prevent that. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 still happening. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just I got to talk to him not long ago, uh, and he he seemed like in the best spirits that he could be, but. I, I I feel for him sometimes because there's really nothing he can do. But at the time, he was like stocking shelves at a grocery store overnight. And we just went on a hike. And I was like, listen, I hate my fucking job. I'm about to like join the army or something. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do with my life. I was like, what, 21? And uh, he's like, yeah, I don't know. I've been reading this traveling blog and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I've been reading a few of those too. It was back when stumble upon was a cool thing. That was like, uh, before algorithms came into everything (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like, you know, type in your interests on this like browser app. And then it just randomly pull shit from the internet for you. And it was awesome. And, uh, so we were both kind of on the same page It's like, all right, let's figure this out. We start talking about the travel. We get down to like, okay, let's let's hitchhike across the U.S. Like, let's just do that. And uh, we were like, okay, cool. So we got all of our uh, supplies together. We did all this planning, and we're like, okay, let's go take a trial run. There's a real good. We could do a solid walk. We got heavy packs. Let's do a walk. It's like 26 miles. Like, okay, cool. So we we did the walk, and we had like. <laughs> Our packs were like 70 pounds. Jesus. And it was it was like early August. It was so muggy and hot <laughs> and it sucked so bad. Like he ended up having to wrap duct tape around his feet because the blisters were so fucked up. Oh. And like we ended up getting to this place and we like stealth camped outside of this like cemetery or whatever. And we wake up in the morning and we're like, okay well, we got to go back. And he's like, okay, well, let's go. And we got maybe, I had recently sprained an ankle. Like it was so stupid. It was so stupid. And we, we got maybe 10 miles and just called a friend <laughs> to come pick us up. I was like, I can't, I literally can't do this anymore. And then we decided that bicycles 
would be a fun thing. So mm. um, we both bought some Walmart bikes. I got the GMC Denali road bike. It was awful. <laughs> it broke all the time. It had a, a burr on the inside of the rim. So the first three days, I think I went through six tubes. Oh, shit. It was just until I figured out what the problem was. It's like, it's so fucked up. But we ended up, we left uh, from Northeast Pennsylvania. And my buddy, he was such a prude. Like, he, he was real, like, his parents are like Pentecostal Christians. And he, besides work, the only people he talked to beyond me were like church people. Mm-hmm. That was it. So he was really sheltered. And so his night before was spent packing and repacking his bag. And mine was spent by smoking an entire pack of cigarettes, drinking more than I have in my entire fucking life. Like just like having a send off from my buddies. And it was just like, I, we left at like 10 AM. We were supposed to leave at like six. <laughs> I was so fucked up. Like we only made it 30 miles the first day. And I had to walk like a few of those because wow. I just, I couldn't do it. I'd beat myself up so bad. And he was so disappointed in me. And then, like, a few days go by. We start, like, getting our traction. We start going, and we're like, okay, well, first day was, like, 25, 30 miles. Next day was, like, 50. I was like, okay, mm. okay. Next day was, like, 60, 65. And the next day was, like, 70, something like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're down around Harrisburg area. And uh, we're just trying to, like, figure out wh- where to go, what to do. And there was a big storm coming through. And I was like, I have... Expedia points. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to camp through this storm. It was like the tail end of some hurricane. I was like, fuck that. We're in hammocks, like with bug nets and a tarp. Oh, like damn. that's it. Yeah. So I fucked that. So, you know, I, I ended up finding there was the Eisenhower hotel. <laughs> it was like a four star hotel <laughs> and they wouldn't let us take our bikes in. So I went and got us, uh, got the rooms booked and then waited until somebody was on a shift change. And then we just fucking ran our bikes through the lobby to the rooms. You're like, they'll never know. Oh God. And we, we started a tradition there. Cause we're just like, okay, we're a bunch of stinky hobos right now. Like, this is crazy. We like, we got to keep it classy somehow. So it's like, all right, well, I don't really want to be drinking too much. And we couldn't afford to, we were on a shoestring budget, but it was like, okay, Let's 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 drink scotch. <laughs> like, let's just spend Jesus. way too much money on one drink. So every new town we went into, we would try a new scotch. Okay. That was like it became a tradition after that. So it was like, okay, if we're spending any more than like, you know, a, a week there, we'll try a new scotch. So like it was so funny because after about two years of just nonsense hoboing, we have like a crazy scotch palette now. It's just like we can <laughs> just be all pretentious about it. We had all these fancy things and all that. It's just like, yeah, it was mostly on bikes and hitchhiking and taking cheap trains and mega buses and shit. It's like, but I did have an Obon 14 last night. So, <laughs> hey, like, let's do that. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we ended up we ended up stopping the camping after a while because it was just like sucked and uh started doing couch surfing okay so we used couchsurfing.org and uh we ended up having to use my buddy's mom to vouch for us because we had no reviews on this site it was like uh i don't know if you're familiar with it at all Mm -hmm. so you can uh sign up as a host or a traveler 
And it's kind of set up almost like a dating site where you got a bio, pictures, all that kind of stuff. But the the twist is people can leave you reviews. Be like positive reviews if you're a good traveler, a good host, negative if you were a psycho or something. And we had zero, and turns out it's really hard to get that first good review. Okay. So we ended up – somebody showed – a little bit of interest and we just had my friend's mom contact them and be like, listen, they're not crazies. They're not murderers. Yeah. <laughs> like just put them up for a couple of days. It's all good. And that got the ball rolling. And we, that was in Woodstock, Virginia. And then, uh, the people ended up being um, like amazing. It was this, uh, this single mom and her son, her son was like, I think he was 18 maybe at the time. But he spent the whole summer before his senior year hitchhiking across the country and back. Oh, okay. And she was, like, f- all for it. Yeah. And it was just so interesting to me. And, I mean, they really broke the ice because we're having dinner. And I was like, yeah, so you guys have hosted before? I was like, yeah, yeah, we've hosted a bunch of times. So I was like, oh, well, uh, they were talking about the the last people that were there. And um, I was like, oh, well, where did they end up going? And he's like, oh, the backyard. <laughs> I, was like, oh, shit. I was like, dude, I'm not going to sleep tonight. You know that, right? Like, I'm not going to sleep thinking they're buried in the backyard. <laughs> they're the nicest folks, though. I actually just saw an article about him and his town because he ended up uh, he ended up just thumbing and backpacking around Europe at some point. And mm-hmm. he met his now wife in, oh, okay. in Italy and his small town that he lives in, in Virginia wrote this big whole thing for Valentine's day on them. Oh, that's legit. Oh, it was such a pretty story, man. It was great. But like we met so many good folks like that. And it's just the weirdest circumstance. Like, cause to, to just have a complete stranger, just stay at your house. And we averaged yeah. like two weeks at a time. Oh shit. Okay. So it's just like, I was the guy on the couch for a while. Yeah. And people are just like, yeah, whatever. Hey, here's the pantry, you know, help yourself, whatever. So we did that. And I mean, we got all over the place. We ended up going West Virginia was our next stop. Um, and we ended up at this climbing gym in Seneca rocks, West Virginia, and these folks were so awesome. We ended up trading him some work. He had to build a fence for a little camping area. So we built the fence for him, and he taught us how to do mountain climbing, like rope climbing and all that stuff. And it was so cool. It was so cool. We met some really fun people there, uh, a couple of their lead climbers. Uh, they're now married with a couple kids, and uh, they were just the most interesting they went to it one of them went to adventure college there's a place called the adventure sports institute yeah oh, wow. I, I would have gone that. for college if i knew that existed it's <laughs> yeah. like you just learn how to become a professional kayaker and like all these cool wilderness survival school uh, skills and yeah. stuff and it was really fun and he was teaching us great sense of humor on these guys and um, his uh, now wife, Ashley, she was like a, a loan officer at a bank and then also a firefighter. Hmm. I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, we've, we, she's like, yeah, I deny loans to people during the day. And at night I scrape them off the rocks. <laughs> like, Yikes. The oh, God. Like, oh my God. And they're just like, they're so sweet. Like they took us on a multi-day hike along this big ridge line, and it was so cool. And at one point, we were telling them, like, we have these rock slings, like the old the old school, like David and Goliath style shit. Okay. And me and my buddy, because we've, 
my friend I did this with, we've been friends since like sixth grade mm-hmm. and we were always into the weirdest shit. Like we got Lord of the Rings came out. So we bought a bunch of swords and used to just literally like really try to hurt each other with them. <laughs> like we'd sword fight all the time. So in case, you know, it goes back uh, to the stone age. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> like, it'll be fine. Uh, but we had these rock slings that we got really good at. And uh, we ended up coming on this like group of deer and my friend Ashley and her husband, Matt, were just like, oh, my God, like, hey, do you think you could maybe get one of those? It's like, <laughs> like, maybe. I don't know. Like, I've never killed a deer before. <laughs> like, I don't know. And my buddy was a bit better than I was at it. So I was just like, I don't know. Ask Eric if he's down. She's like, okay, yeah. She's like, man, if you guys get one, I'll teach you how to ground skin a deer. Oh, I was shit. like, that sounds interesting. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, like, we're ready. The plan was, like, we're sitting there just creeping up on him. And the plan was he was going to try to stun it with a rock, and I was going to hit it with my Rambo knife. <laughs> and, dude, it was so crazy. He damn near took the tip of its ear off. He just skimmed it. He hit I started sprinting as soon as I heard the crack from the uh, from the rock sling. And I started sprinting after the deer and it like just confused it for a yeah. second. And I like dove at it <laughs> like a crazy person. <laughs> and it just saw me because like, hell no, and I got out of there. And I was like, oh, that was so close. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was got one of my bare hands. Like, that would have been interesting, but I was like, that's that, some Bear Grylls type shit right dude, there, man. It was so silly. It was so silly, but they taught us all kinds of cool shit. And then, you know, we went on. We stopped in Blacksburg, Virginia for a while. We we're in Lewisburg, West Virginia, the Nashville, Memphis. By the way, that was the first time I heard any kind of discrimination towards Memphis was when I was in Nashville for the first time. And I would tell people where we were going next. They're like, oh, yeah, like, you should be careful. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, this was like 2012. Yeah. I was like, I don't. OK, whatever. I was like, we're going to stay with like these three dudes uh, in, in they said Midtown somewhere. I was like, OK, yeah, I don't get There's like, yeah, just be careful. I'm like, OK. And I get here and we're getting like harassed at the, the old Greyhound station yeah. by homeless people for money and stuff. And we're like, oh, you guys don't get it. No, we're like broke too. Like, yeah, we're with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Do you have any change? Like, I don't. Yeah. And then our host comes and picks us up. And we didn't know what the situation was. But he comes and picks us up in like a brand new Lexus SUV. And we're like, we're sorry. We didn't know. <laughs> like throw our bags in the back and get out of there. Oh, good. And they ended up showing us all around. I mean, Literally, all three of them were in my wedding party. Like, we ended up being real fast friends. Uh, just great guys. Great guys. And, um, yeah, from there, we went to New Orleans. Uh, I was there for Christmas and New Year's that year. And we stayed in the Treme and one of the wards. And that's when I learned, because being a northerner, I hadn't heard of anything about the Katrina cleanup since like 2005 or six or whatever. Yeah. I was like, Oh, they cleaned it up. It's all good. No, yeah. no, not at all. It was, it was awful. Like it was, it was insane. My friend Sonia that was hosting us. It, it was such an interesting experience. Cause the first night we were there, she like trotted us through the hood and was just like being real boisterous and loud. And like, 
I thought she was joking around, but she was like having our backs. Like she was shouting out, like, these are my friends. Like, hey, nobody, like, yeah, nobody fuck with these guys. They're nice. They're cool. Whatever. All that shit. Like she was like saying all kinds of stuff. I was pretty drunk, so I don't remember most of it, but I just remember being so boisterous. I was like, that's so weird. And yeah. Well, turns out, yeah, she was just like, everybody likes her. Mm. So she was just kind of like making sure that we wouldn't get fucked with in that neighborhood, I guess. I was like, oh, that's thank you. Like in hindsight, I was like, holy shit. Thank you, Sonya Jones. And yeah, it was just it was such an interesting experience. Like I woke up for Christmas morning and I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to treat myself to a nice breakfast like by the river. I'm going to do that like down in the French Quarter. And I did that. And I was just like, man, that was excellent. You know what? Like, I'm not a religious guy, but let me stand out by, by this church, that big church that's over there. Oh, the yeah. Square. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful cathedral. I sit down on this bench. All the jazz musicians are playing like all kinds of renditions of the Christmas tunes and all that. I was, it was so cool. And I was just feeling generous. And this uh, homeless lady walks up to me. She's like, hey, you got to smoke? And I was like, Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, here, I'll give you one. And I know she was wearing the same bandana as me. Mm. I was like, hey, look at that. And she just, like, looks at me. And she's just, like, bites the end off the cigarette I gave her, spit it at me, and then asked me for a light. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Merry Christmas to you, too. And whatever else you're doing today. And and then my buddy calls me and tells me that he just almost got robbed by a 10-year-old. Wow. <laughs> it's a whole thing. And we ended up, it was funny as hell, because it uh, turns out we were actually house-sitting for our friend Sonia's friend that mm-hmm. had this house. Mm-hmm. He was a construction guy, and he helped rebuild a lot of folks' houses in that area out of, like, found lumber and stuff, like, after the whole, uh, after Katrina happened. And so he was tight. Everybody knew him. He was real tight with everybody. So he gets back into town and we're like, yeah, it's hilarious. This kid like accosted my buddy. It was like asking for his shoes and his wallet and shit. It was like, <laughs> we thought it was funny. He's like, what? what? was like, was he on a bicycle? It's like, yeah, a green one. He's like, I know who that is. Come on. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, okay. I was like, we don't need to do anything, man. It's just fine. He hasn't bothered us. Like, yeah. it's cool. So we go down to like, the crack dealer, like on the corner. And he's like, you know, people are coming and going. And uh, my buddy Chris is like, yo, man, I ask people not to fuck with my guests. Like your son was starting some shit with this kid over here. He's just like, he owes him an apology. I was like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, we don't, I didn't want this. Like, yeah. I, I was getting real nervous. I was like, I don't know. It's a fucking crack dealer in New Orleans. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine. And, then the guy's just like, all right, all right. He calls his son out, makes him apologize to my friend, and then like spanks him on his ass real quick and sends him back inside and then sells more crack to people while we're standing there. I was like, this guy's got like family values and sells crack. <laughs> like, win win. Like, where the fuck am I right yeah. now? Wow. Like, that was That's nice. crazy. It was so weird. Yeah, new. Uh, oh my god, New Year's. I I got so fucked up. I blacked out. Oh, I browned out. I guess I kept coming to in weird situations with different groups of people. <laughs> I was with some like Asian tourists at one point taking their picture, and I was then I it went away, and then I came back. I was at some bar. And I knew a little bit of Spanish, mm-hmm. and I was like talking Spanish to a bunch of Spanish people. I, I don't fucking know. 
<laughs> it was just like it was the weirdest thing. And then I was like with these British girls for a minute, and then that went away. And then I ended up like I guess I was trying to find my way back, and I got lost in the hood. Mm. And these dudes, this big group of dudes, they like, hey, where the fuck are you going? I was like, I don't know. I don't know where I am. Uh, like, I'm fucking hungry though. You guys hungry? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, if you get me back to this address, I will buy us all cheeseburgers. <laughs> and he's like, all right. So I don't remember this, but I ended up sitting up against the door at my buddy's place. And my friend who had, we'd gotten split up throughout the night. He ends up finding me outside when he goes to smoke a cigarette. Mm -hmm. He's like, Dave, what the fuck are you doing here? And then he got a video of this, of me just recounting the night. And this is the only reason I know these things. So I I tell the whole fucking story as I'm eating a giant cheeseburger. (laughs) And then like, I wake up in the morning. I just like nastiest hangover of my life. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And I'm like, all right, like, what kind of damage did I do? I go and I like look at my fucking credit card account. It's like, spent $140 at a burger place last night. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? And then he shows me the video just laughing his ass oh, off at me. God. I was like, oh, God. Like, I think I need to drink less. <laughs> yeah. This is, <laughs> that was why I was like, that, I'm so glad those guys were nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, that could have really gone a bad way. Just like the neighborhood I was in and everything. I was like, I, it, it really could have gone sideways. I just got very lucky. Turns out if you're a dude with a beard and a tie dye shirt, you can get away with a lot of things. Mm. People are just generally friendly to you. They ask you where the weed's at a lot, usually. <laughs> That's about true, it. True. Yeah. That was, oh, what a fucking crazy time. So where did you go after New Orleans? Oh, Lord. We went to, uh, God, I think Houston. That was a weird one. Uh, Houston was cool. It was just really big, and their public transit's not the best. So it was like hard to kind of really get around and see like the whole city. Oh, but where we were staying with, uh, was this lady, uh, who lived down by like the, what's, what's the big dome over there? Astrodome. Astrodome. Yeah. So she was over there and like, they have all the, like the science stuff over there and the museums and shit. And that was really cool. She was kind of weird. Um, she didn't tell us at first, but like when we got there, we got to her house and she's like, okay, so you can only enter through this door or that door. You can't come out the front. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, that's whatever. People got preferences. Like, I don't know. And, like, she had, like, all these weird rules and stuff. And she's like, if you see this guy or this kind of car, just let me know. And I was like, what is happening? It turns out she just got divorced. Oh, okay. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. I'm wearing Texas. So I'm like, this guy definitely has a gun. Uh, <laughs> like, she's going to see a couple of young dudes coming and going out of his fucking ex-wife's house <laughs> and shoot one of us. Yeah. And so it was just really weird. And then we were there. She was one of those, like, crazy horse ladies. Mm. Which, horses are cool and all. But, like, you know what I'm talking the about. The horse people are different. <sighs> that was... it. That's all she had art of in her house. It was kind of weird. And uh, at one point, her childhood horse died. The fuck? And then she's like, I have to leave town for a few days. And I was like, okay. She's, I'm like, okay, so we're just going to leave. And she's like, no, 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 stay, stay, please. Like, I, I need somebody to take care of my dog and everything. I was like, okay. So now we're like house sitting. It was really uncomfortable. <laughs> and we're just like, what the fuck is happening? And then... We're like, okay, well, we have buses in like four days. She's like, I'll be back before then. I was like, okay, cool. 
So she gets back the day, like hours before we have to catch a bus. So she drops us off at the bus. And uh, then we get a phone call like a week later saying that we broke her oven. We got a bunch of shit on her oven. We're like, we didn't use your oven. Like, I didn't even use your oven. I don't know what you're talking about. And it was one of those where it's just like, just a weird situation. So she didn't leave us a negative review. We didn't leave her a negative Mm. review. I think she deleted her account after that. I was like, she was in an interesting point in her life, I guess. (laughs) And so were we. So we're just like, please don't fuck this up. And then we went to Austin after that. Stayed with a bunch of grad students in some co-op right on campus. And those folks were interesting as hell. Uh, They're just like a a lot of uh, anthropologists. And then there was uh, the guy, the main guy we stayed with was a linguist. And he was this German dude named Axel. And I was like, dude, that's such a cool name. He's like, it's only cool outside of Germany. Apparently (laughs) it means something real stupid in German. I don't know. I forget. He said something like armpit or some shit. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool. So we ended up going and uh, they brought us out one night and they're just like, okay, we're going to go to 6th Street. Like, okay, cool. I don't know what the fuck that means. So we went to 6th Street. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, man. A bunch of like barbecue joints and bars and shit. I'm like, that's cool. And then the next night they're like, we're going to Dirty 6th. I was like, what the fuck is Dirty 6th? And it is the other side of the street, apparently, that has crazier clubs, crazier bars. I, I, I was like, I don't even know. Like, this is so much for me and that's such a cool campus and it's huge and they have so many young people there it was so interesting and we ended up going down to the gay district and going to a club and uh that was that was crazy that was my first time ever going to a gay club before and it was just like folks dancing in cages and shit and like crazy house music on like you can't even hear anything and like it was so fun, though, because everybody was friendly. I got a few free drinks. That was cool. <laughs> they were like, hey, the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we ended up going. They brought us out uh, to this place called the the Spi- was it Spider House or Spider Room, something like that. And they had like a slam poetry night. and uh, But it was more like an open mic. And I was going, I was just like, man, I really don't like this. (laughs) Like, this is not my favorite thing. It was just like, people were going so, and and at the time I was so lost in myself. I couldn't appreciate it for what it was for sure. But like, there was a couple of like stand-up comics that went in, like in between, it was just like somebody telling the most poetic worst story of their life followed by some guy telling dick jokes. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Like I got, okay, this is interesting. Like some fucking kid I met outside gave me some weed and I was just like, all right, like this is, I was going to try not to laugh during the heavy shit. Like this is getting crazy for me. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable and I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. And so that it just ended up being really cool. They took us on some hikes and stuff like a Hamilton pool is this, uh, this spot, it's just this nice spring, like out in the middle of fucking nowhere, the desert. And it was really cool to go to and some good barbecue in Texas, you know, and we were in Dallas for like a day and a half. Uh, didn't really do anything there. It was just kind of in between. We went to Phoenix, uh, Phoenix. We ended up meeting with some old friends that, uh, used to be my buddy's neighbors. And, uh, they, we went hiking all over Sedona and I, I've always been an outdoors guy. So it's like Sedona is that, that is so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And it's just like amazing 
different. Like I've never seen like red rocks before like that. And I was like, this is fucking everything is like photo worthy out yeah. there. Hey, have you guys ever been out there? No, but I heard it's really, really beautiful. I saw some yeah. TikToks. I'm not TikTok, but uh, Instagrams yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was like people that like they're like the canyons and stuff they going through, you know, like oh, in Utah yeah. and shit like that. It looks so cool. Everything's like nice. reddish, you know, like the canyons they go yeah. through. That's it looks so cool. I was like, but I watched one where like there's the gap to get through to the next part is like this tight. Oh God. And people are walking sideways. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, I'm definitely not fitting in my current state, <laughs> and I'm definitely not going to try that because I was not hard feeling eating and pass out probably. Like, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't even watch the videos where people are like fitting into the little holes and shit. You oh, know what I'm talking about, dude? Yeah. I can't do it. Oh, in West Virginia, we got invited to go caving, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. They're talking about there's this one place. It's called like the something pinch. And it's like you have to deflate yourself completely to get through. And then it's this amazing, like, underground river and crazy cavern. I was like, I'm going to die in there. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to be able to do that. I'm a little claustrophobic. Like, yeah. that's not going to work out. But um, we did go. Uh, oh, yeah. That in fucking, dude, West Virginia. Okay. So West Virginia is so underrated. It's gorgeous. And the... People in the larger towns are pretty cool. It seems like there was at the time there was a lot of uh, what is that 2012 Romney. I guess there was a lot oh, of Romney yeah. signs mm. everywhere. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like I'm in tie dye. We're in West Virginia. <laughs> is that going to go well? But we met some cool people in Lewisburg, and um, they brought us whitewater rafting for the first time. It was this old dude named Charlie, and Charlie Herb. And uh, I I knew I wanted to talk to him as soon as I saw him. Dude had just like older guy, white dreads down to the floor. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm starting to talk to him. We met at like a percussion workshop that we got talked into going into, which we presented in front of the entire town. And that was weird and embarrassing, but it was it was fun. It was still fun. And we got to meet Charlie from it. So. Him and his wife are professional clowns. Oh. Um, they, yeah, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm the only guy to ever get shot in Nam and go to uh, Woodstock in the same year. Like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, I was a scout, <laughs> like with the Marines. He's like, I got purple hearted. And when I got home, they sent me to port in New York because I'd never been to New York City. So I was like, I, I'll, I'll go in there and then thumb my way back home in West Virginia. I was like, okay, cool. Then he's like, then I met some really pretty hippie chick (laughs) and she was talking about some music festival that everybody's chatting about. So he's like, I went up there and it was just like, it was the time of my life. And I started growing my dreads out then and I haven't stopped. I was like, dude, you, you are the shit. That's fucking cool right there too. Think about like how he would never been to New York, right? So he got ported in New York. Yeah. And then he would just hitchhike his way back to Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. Like think about 69. Yeah. Think about that. (laughs) Like, like currently, like, you see some people walking down the street like, I ain't picking them up. Like, you know, like, that's the thing of the past. Man, oh, where yeah. you were safe and shit. I mean, I've hitchhiked before. It's terrifying. Every time, even if the people are nice, you're like just still kind of like on for edge. It. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, this this is not the, the state that we're in as a culture right now. That wouldn't be good. But like that guy, he was so interesting. He had this crazy pickup truck and, uh, Everybody in town knew him and his wife, 
And so they would glue action figures to the hood of his truck. Mm. And so by the time we met him, the entire hood of his truck had super glued little action figurines and shit like that all over the thing. And he's just like, yeah, every time I park somewhere, people just like leave a new thing. I'm like, oh, that's how did that even start? Like, how's yeah. that even start? But it, he, I didn't get that story out of him, but he ended up, uh, he was a raft guide too. Mm. So he brings us down this crazy river. Uh, was it new river gorge? It's called the Gauley river. And it was nuts. I, we've never been whitewater rafting at all before. And this thing, it's like a bunch of class four, class five, mm. like all the big shit. Like, okay, like this is going to be wild. So we go down and he's like trying, he, he gives us because he was a military guy. So he gives us a little pep talk beforehand and he's like, all right. So like you fucking do exactly as I say, when I say it, it's like no questions or we're all getting hurt. I was like, okay, like, thank you, Charlie. And then he like goes back to happy clown, Charlie. It's like, what the fuck? We were like, we're working our way down to the river and he introduces to this lady that just turned 76. She died on the river the year before she got caught in this, uh, God, what it's like kind of like a, a whirlpool. And she was going around and a lot of uh folks that are really advanced, they like to like surf the rim of it mm-hmm. and then you can like buck out. Well, she hit something or got a, a oar caught on something in her kayak and got sucked down to the bottom and usually gets to spit back out, but uh she got her arm lodged in a rock, couldn't get out. Fuck. So she was dead for minutes uh by the time that they could get her out and within a year was back for opening day. Oh, wow. Fuck. Dude, carrying a kayak on her shoulder, like a boss, dude. She was a 76 year old lady. I was like, you fucking rock. Like, all right, like we're going to follow you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Take us that way. Yeah. 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 Like, holy shit. So we're like going down this river. It's wild. Everything's working out well. And, uh, Charlie's thing to do was every time and everybody on the river knew him too. It was wild. They'd be like yelling shit out to us. And, uh, so what he would do, he would, he always wanted to make sure everybody was safe. So we'd get down to the end of a rapid and then he's like, okay, we're going to park in an eddy, like where the water's still and just make sure that the couple of boats behind us get through. Okay. And at one point, uh, some people got pretty fucked up. They got flipped and got just mangled up on the rocks and shit. And we ended up like, he just told us as, you know, we're still on, like, just do what he says when he says it. So he ends up like getting us over with commands, like getting us over to where these people would eventually pop up. Cause he just knew the river so well. And, uh, yeah, we ended up like grabbing them out of there, like trying, fixing them up, getting them set up right and grabbing all their gear and shit. And just, it, it was insane. Like the look, the people were terrified. Like it was crazy. And, uh, yeah, we ended up getting them out of the river. They were so thankful. And then they got their raft and just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you sure? It's like enough excitement for one day right yeah. there. So like we keep going and then there's like a little pissing contest between Charlie and another raft guide and his people. He's like, they're daring us to do shit, like go backflip off your raft or some stuff. And then like at one point he has me and my buddy, he pulls us up. He's like, okay, it's going to be a little rough, but I'm going to bump this rock. It was a big angled rock. And he's like, I'm going to bump this rock. You guys just hop out of the boat, run up that shit. Gainer. I'm like, 
I can't do a game. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that, man. He's like, whatever, just do some cool shit. Like, okay, whatever. So we do it. And then, uh, yeah, so we both go and like flip or do a trick off of the thing and land in the river. And as soon as we pop back up, we just have hands on our vests, just lifting us back up into the boat. It's like, holy shit. Like, that was crazy. He's like, yep, yep, we won all the jerky. <laughs> they, were playing, they were playing this whole contest for who could do the coolest shit, and they were just gambling with jerky oh, the God. whole day. Yeah, so at the rest point, we just get loaded up with, like, five bags of beef jerky from this other group. They're like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Was, Here you go. <laughs> That's fucking legit. It was so wild, man. It's just like, we just kept running into weird shit. Like, in Vegas at one point, uh, the first time I went to Vegas, we – uh I met two girls named Sunshine in the same day. <laughs> and like one was this old lady on a bus and the bus people uh, in Vegas are that's that's you could write a book on those folks, man. <laughs> we were going from North Vegas to the strip and it was like it was insane. Uh, the, just the shit you see and hear and whatever is I'll just sit there and just eavesdrop on everybody. It's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, this is such a weird town. And then the other one was uh, at the Sapphire Strip Club. That one, uh, they said there was like 300 people work there. So it's apparently the largest strip club in the world or something. Wow. And they have like male strippers on one side and female strippers on the other. And uh, this is I I made a joke at the time with my buddy that I, I, I won strip clubs because I got a stripper to buy me a beer. She's like talking to me for a minute. I was just like, hey, hey, you're wonderful and everything, but I am so broke. Like I you're barking up the wrong tree. And she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. So you want to just get me a beer? I was like, yeah, how much is a beer? It's like $17. Like, nope. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. Sorry. Can't do that tonight. I won't have bus money to get home. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you remember, Tony, when we went to that OG like, remember I was sorry the tab, and then maybe we signed a blank piece of paper? What the fuck? Yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts. Oh, man. Is that in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, it was, man. the club's called uh, OG, and we thought it was far away, <laughs> but, like, it was literally maybe, like, a mile and a half from where we were staying. Oh, shit. At the MGM. Oh, okay, okay. The, the limo, limo guy would pick us up, and then. It seemed like they were driving around. Like, I don't know. Maybe we're, I was fucked up all you know, most definitely. It's but like, it just felt like it was so much further away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird town. That's also where I got that uh, that story with the AVN Awards. Did you, you didn't that. tell that last time, did you? No, we we ended. I was pressed for time on something just as we were getting to that. And it's, uh, yeah, that one was, that was fucking wild. So, like, yeah, okay, so... It was my buddy's birthday, and uh, we had been living in Vegas and doing this corporate espionage job uh, where we go around to all, like, it was like 30 to 35 casinos. We'd go into four days a week and photograph their event boards and send those pictures to some regulatory body as uh, apparently, at least what we were told, um, was that when you're hosting a convention in Vegas at your hotel, they have this kind of uh, effort to bring up to prop up some of the smaller hotels that uh, you can only house like 60 or 70 percent of the attendees of that event at your hotel. Everybody else has to find something else and just spread the wealth around town. So um, I don't know how they enforce that. 
don't know, Vegas is weird. So who knows? Um, so we would do that in like four days a week, we'd be out and about. And I saw at one point I was like, AVN awards. I was like, what the fuck is that? We were at the hard rock. And I was like, I've heard of that before. Like, what the fuck is that? I looked it up. I was like, Oh shit. It's like, it's on his birthday. Like, dude, I know what we can do. We were so broke. Like literally we were living off of $20 a week. It was (laughs) hot dogs and ramen. And dude, I I don't recommend it. (laughs) I really don't. It is awful. Just thinking about it. But we ended up going there. I was like, okay, because I was really good at craps. I don't know if you can be good at craps, but I, at least I had good luck with craps. Yeah. So I'd always go into like the $5 table and like turn it into like 35, 50, whatever the fuck. And it's like, Oh look, I can buy us a lunch today. Yeah. You feel normal. And, uh, so I was like, all right, it's at the hard rock. Let's go there. Let's freak watch. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's just see who goes to the AVN awards. And like, I, we'll probably see some like porn stars or something. Like, it'd be crazy. You see like Ron Jeremy or somebody like that, who at the time we did not know. <laughs> that he, he was such a horrible person. Yeah. Who man, did that get crazy? But yeah, so we're just down there. And the thing to do, you go to the penny slots because they'll just feed you beers. Mm. And what we would do is we'd put in a dollar at the penny slots and then just wait until a waitress was coming by and then hit it a few times and be like, beer, thank you. So we're like getting a little drunk. And like the awards were, I guess, happening when we got there. So there was nobody out on the lobby, like nobody in the, out on the casino floor. I mean, and um, then people start coming out. We're like, oh, shit. Like, fuck are these people like, oh, damn. Like they look like porn stars. Like, yeah. OK, this this is interesting. I was like, OK, let's see if you can identify any of them. Like, this is wild. And uh, then I see this dude again. It, it's just one of those things where like, you got it. Like you couldn't take your eyes off this dude. He he was just he was dressed so dapper and he had this super tall rip guy next to him on one side and this really short super jack guy on the other side of him. And he was just chugging wine out of a box. And he just he's wearing sunglasses inside. It stops and does does one of these like he just like puts his hand up all daintily and is just like stopped his guys, chugged the rest of the thing, threw it over his head and just kept walking. I was like, who is this man? Yeah, like he is the most interesting guy so far. And so he's walking over and me and my buddy are just like staring at him. It's like, who the fuck is he? It was like, I don't know. But he's like talking to these three girls and he looks over. He's like starts looking around and he catches us staring at him. And he just goes like, gives us the the finger to come over. He's like, he's like, you two, you two over here. I need you. It's like, okay, it's, what the fuck? So he's like, I, I need you to judge these women for me. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're having a whole thing. We want to know. They don't believe me in my rankings. What do you think? And I was like, I don't know. So I just arbitrary. I was just like one, two, three. And he's like, all right, we're hanging tonight. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, yeah, I like your taste. Like, okay, that's cool. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, sorry, ladies. This is very weird. And um, so it turns out his name was Desmond. And um, according to him, he like was one of the founders of Vivid. Oh, shit. I'm like, Vivid is that that's like the Jenna Jameson company. I was like, oh, shit. That's like the big time shit. I was like, okay, who's this guy? He's like, yeah, and these are my two bodyguards. I'm like, oh, cool. 
right on guys like, hey, how are you? And they don't even go to shake my hand at all and <laughs> just grilling me. I was like, oh, sorry, forgot who I am. And uh, so we're like walking around and he's just like, y'all hungry? Let's go eat. I'm like, okay, yeah. He's just like, yeah, I, I, they got a table at the Pink Taco for us. I was like, all right. Like, that's aptly named yeah. <laughs> like, for the porn awards. So we go there. And on the way there, these girls from New York that had traveled in uh, stop him and were like, hey, do you know how we can go meet Danny Daniels? He's like, that's our favorite girl. That's no, no, that's no. Not him. Very dapper black guy. Mm. Yeah, not Steven. Desmond. Oh. Desmond something. I, I don't I never got his last name. But these these girls uh, stopped us. And we're like, hey, how do we go talk to Danny Daniels? And I was like, I fucking know. I don't even know who you're talking about. And then Desmond, of course, knew who she was talking about. She's like, he's like, ah, you can hang with us. Like, yeah, come on. We're going to dinner first. It's like, okay, like, who the fuck are you? And they're really apprehensive to, like, hang out with this guy. And they kind of just had, like, this, like, ego battle for a little while. And then we go to dinner. And we're sitting at dinner. It's awkward. It's weird. He gets up. He's like, I don't know anybody at this table. He's making speeches. <laughs> He's like buying everybody drinks and he won't drink his till everybody drank theirs. I'm just like, okay, like here we go. And then uh, the one girl starts arguing with him again. She's like, I think you're a fraud. Like, I don't think you know any of these people. We've been here for like an hour and a half. I'm, I'm not fucking hanging out with you the rest of the night. I don't know you. And he's just like, all right, fine. You're coming with me. He's like, I'll, I'll prove it to you. She's just like, okay, fine. And she's like, I'll bring a friend with me. And he's like, cool, whatever. So they disappear. And then I smell some weed. So we're outside. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, like, I don't want to like impose on anybody. But at the time I was like, let's just get weird. Uh, you know, why not? So I'm like trying to figure out where it's coming from. And then, you know, time goes by. I'm talking with my friend. I get nervous. I, I stop going for it. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go out there see what's up. Cause I didn't see his security guards anymore. I go out there and I open this, like it was one of those like temporary tents set up for outdoor dining. So I, I open the thing. I just get a giant hand to the chest. He's like, what the fuck are you doing out here? Like, uh, is somebody smoking some weed? <laughs> and he's just like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I sit down with this guy and he starts telling me he's got like a growing operation. His wow. buddy got a license in California and he's just like, yeah, we fucking made this shit. Like girl scout cookies, man. This shit is great. He's like, what do you think? What do you think? You look like, you know, a thing or two. I was like, yeah, I guess I was like, it's good, man. Like, thanks. I really appreciate it. Like this is getting kind of crazy for me. And you know how it is. I'm sure you've smoked some weed with some yeah. strangers before. You have that weird little connection for a moment. <laughs> so we're like all of a sudden buddies. He's like, you know, hand on my arm and shit. He's like, all right, man. Like, you're cool. You're cool. Uh, and then Desmond comes back with this girl and she's just got like this awestruck look in her face. She's like, he's real. He's legit. She's like, what, what did you? I was like, how do you know? She's like, well, he just introduced us to Mr. Marcus. Uh -huh. I was like, who the fuck is Mr. Marcus? And she's like, it was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I still don't know who he is. <laughs> he was like a big porn star in like the nineties and early two thousands. That would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense if he was hanging out with vivid people. Yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, Oh, you boys need to go get changed. You need some white shirts. This after party's a white party. I was like, okay, I don't have a white shirt. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. And, um, one of the other people at the table, just this random guy 
uh, that kind of got roped in like we did is like, Hey, I've got some extra shirts. At, I'm here for a conference. He's like, I got some extra white button downs at, at my room. You want to just come and grab them? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So we go with him and I forget his name even, but we come back down and Desmond's nowhere to be found. The girls are nowhere to be found. Aww. Nobody. I was like, oh, fuck. And it was at like, uh, the party was at body English in the hard rock. I'm like, okay, well let's just go there and wait in line. It's like, so we're waiting in the line for a while and it's taking forever. And then we overhear somebody and we're in like the general admission line. It was like 600 bucks to get in. Oh shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, okay, well I guess we're not, it's not happening. And me and my buddy like gave up. We're like, all right, that's it. And then this third guy is like, fuck that. It's like, we're going in there. I was like, all right. Like, I like the energy, man. <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah. And so he just says, he's just like, just follow my lead. I'm like, okay. So he walks us to the VIP line and we're in the VIP line. And then we're like, just about to talk to the door guy. And some dude just bumps past all of us and just walks straight through and he's got, he had a few things to drink and he's just like, yo, bro, what the fuck, man? Why are you cutting in line and all this shit? And the guy turns around and he's just like, just grilled him and just walked right over. Like this guy was not scared yeah. at all. Just like right in his face. And he's like, excuse me, who are you? And he's just like, nah, man, we're here with Desmond. We're like, we just missed him at the door. We were supposed to get in. He's probably looking for us. And the guy's like, Desmond from Vivid? Like, yeah. He's like, oh. And he talks to the door guy and he's like, Come on. So we just like got in. I was like, oh shit. Okay. I was like, this is really happening. This is really, and I'm such like a, I get so nervous in those situations. I was like so uncomfortable. It's so outside of my like comfort zone. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the fuck to expect. So we, we start walking down. There's like two flights of stairs and one flight goes down and then it turns to the right and then another one. And then you see the dance floor as you're going down the second one. And you hear the music. I was like, this sounds wild. And you start going down the second and there's just like guy there. There's people on stilts with like just their dicks hanging out and dressed like fairies and shit. Those walking around and they've they're like handing shit out. And like they had smoke machines and there's just a whole pit of people on the dance floor. All these porn stars just dancing, big DJ and it's just like around the whole room is all these booths. And I'm just like, all right, well, like, let's try to find Desmond. And so we're walking around. We don't find him. Uh, we end up going upstairs. Somebody wasn't looking. It was the VIP section. We didn't know. I just thought it was upstairs. So we go up there and we see the girls. And the girls are in a VIP booth. I was just like, hey. What's up? Like, where are you guys been? Uh, we try to talk to him, and I just get bodied by some dude. Oh. He just puts me up against the wall. He's just like, you supposed to be up here? Where's your pass? I was like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, the pass? Like, nobody stopped me before. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what the fuck? He's like, you either got to have a pass or you got to have four girls with you. I was like, okay, uh, well, see ya. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, sorry. Like, geez, so rough. And then we walked downstairs, and I saw the small security guard. Yeah. And he saw me back. He's just like, yo, come over, come over. So we're hanging out and chatting. And he's just like, dude, what a night, huh? Like, this shit's crazy. I was like, yeah, you fucking tell him. Like, this is your life, man. Like, <laughs> I, this is wild. Like, I don't know what to do. And then see fucking Danny Daniels, that girl oh. in there. And they're just like, holy shit, the girls come down. Now we're smoking cigars at some fucking booth with, with Danny Daniels, uh, who 
I only knew at that point by her liking cigars. Mm. Like I'd never seen anything of her before. I definitely looked up some because <laughs> she got fine, to. She's fine. She's fine. Our yeah. friend Brad met her downtown, actually. No shit. On the shot when she came in. She was, the I guess, tour. dancing at the pony. pony and they have a place above oh. Blind Bear. Oh, she was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> like she. It, it, it threw me off because the other ones I met were not the same temperament. Yeah. So we ended up hanging out at this table for a minute, smoke cigars, whatever. I took a lap, came back. And then it, the security guard's like, dude, I want you to meet somebody. Like, she's so cool. Uh, I couldn't hear who the fuck she was or names or it was just crazy loud. So I'm like, all right, cool. It was like, she was beautiful. Like some lady, she's all tatted up and shit. I was like, oh, okay, cool, man. It's like, so, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, I don't know how to talk to you right now. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, where are you from? I don't, I don't fucking know. I was asking, like, oh, I, I must have sounded like such a fucking idiot. And I was talking to her, just trying to make conversation. And, you know, it was pretty light because it was so loud in there. And then I like she said something, and I leaned in at one point to, like, hear what she was saying. And she just, like, grabbed my crotch. And I was like. Oh shit. And like in the moment, I, I just, again, I always go to silly when I get uncomfortable. So she grabs my crotch and I was just like, okay. And then I just like grabbed an ass cheek of hers. And I was like, is this how we shake hands in your industry? And she started laughing her ass off. And I was just like, holy fuck. And I was like, okay, cool. I gotta, I gotta go. Like I gotta take another lap. Like I got, I was so taken aback by that whole thing. I was like, what the fuck? So I'd take a lap and my buddy, he he had this thing on the road. Anytime we went to a club, he refuses to dance well. Mm. He can. He can. He just refuses to. So he'll always dance like a fucking idiot. Mm. And he was trying to get girls to dance with him on the dance floor and just got, kept just getting rejected so hard. And it was hilarious. So I talked to him for a second. I was like, dude, this fucking lady just grabbed me. It was wild. And he's like, all right, well, shit, man, I'll see you in a few. Like, take another lap. I was like, okay. I get back. And now the security guard's like, dude, 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 you've got to come back here. I was like, what, what happened? What happened? She's like, he's like, yo, she wants to do a scene with you. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, like a porn? And he's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay. I was like, I don't know. I was like, she really said that? And so he waves her over and he's, she's just like, yeah, you want to go upstairs? There's a, we got a, a room set up. And I was just like, okay. I mean, no. Like, is this going to be on the internet? Like, I don't. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I don't think so. I was like, do you have masks? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to have to decline. I'm really sorry. Idiot. He's it like, it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I just couldn't. I like, I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. And then so she's just like, I understand. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. And then I'm like walking away. And like some lady, some there's like a, a, a row it's like two or three girls in a row and followed by this big mean dude. And uh, one of the girls trips over my foot in her stilettos. And I like go to grab her. I like I, I caught her before she fell like by the shoulder and like her back. I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, sorry about that. Better look out. And then this dude fucking just yanks me. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, Jesus Christ. He was so mean. I was like, dude, I was just helping her. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to cop a feel like, oh, my God. And so. The bodyguard's just like, you know what, fuck this. Let's go upstairs. He could get upstairs. He he knew the guy. So he got us back in the VIP section. And I'm telling, uh, we picked up my friend on the way. 
And I'm telling him what just happened. I was just like, should I have done that? Like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I want that on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was so, I was like, she was so hot. Oh my God. Ah, like, whatever. Fine. It happened. Didn't happen. And then we're sitting around and my buddy's just like, that looks like a really comfy couch. And there's just this like red velvet couch that's like at the, like the peak of the club that's overlooking the whole dance floor. You can see everything. It was a real ornate thing. He's like, let's go sit over there for a little bit. I was like, all right, you go and sit over there. And then uh, he gets a shoulder tap by some really, really just nefarious looking older white guy with like gold, like probably they're probably fucking solid gold glasses. Like, I I don't know. He just he looked like the colonel from Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, oh, I was like, no, he's just like, hey, you're in my seat. And my buddy's just like, oh, I didn't see anybody's name on it. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. And there's like four guys behind him. I was like, uh-uh. I was like, no, no, no sorry, Grant. Sorry. No, it's our fault. We didn't know. We're new here. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Are you trying to talk <laughs> shit right now? Like, what are you doing? Like, we're going to end up in the desert somewhere. Yeah. Like, the fuck? So, and this guy, like, smoking jacket, the whole shebang. I was like, he's somebody. A very rich somebody. So we go over back by the bodyguard again. We're just like, all right, dude, like this is fucking crazy. We're thinking about balancing and I'm talking to him and I notice that he's not even paying attention to me at all. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's looking over my shoulder. I look back and there are two ladies just fucking going at it on this couch behind us. And I was like, oh shit, like that's crazy. And then I turn back around and this dude's like playing around in his pocket. I'm like, Bro, like, I'm right fucking here, man. Like, that's, what the hell are you doing? And he takes out a tube sock. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? And, and then he dumps a little Sony Handycam out of the tube sock. What the fuck? And he's just like, yo, man, I've been shooting pussy for years. And he just, like, fucking turns it on and just gets in there. <laughs> and then I was, I turned to my buddy Eric. I was like, I I think, I think we got to go. <laughs> like, wow. I, this is not our scene. And we ended up getting out, and uh, there's that little 777 place at the Hard Rock. Uh, they had a whole deal. They do, like, steak and eggs. It's, like, 7 bucks. So I was like, all right, dude, let's let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go grab something to eat. It was, like, 5 in the morning at that point. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And we ended up running into that third guy again because we got separated as soon as we got in the club. And we're just going, just recounting all the stories for the next, like, hour or two. I was like, what? The fuck just happened tonight? I was like, I just wanted to casually observe some people. <laughs> we got dragged into all this shit. I almost shot a porno. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck? What? And I was just like, it was so mind boggling. It was so weird because like, I just remember like, and it may not be for everybody, but like when I was talking to that girl, I couldn't look her directly in the eye. Like she, she had this like sadness about mm -hmm. her. And I was just like. It was making me uncomfortable, so I couldn't look her directly in the eye too long. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, that was so weird. And I'm telling a friend about it on the phone the next day. And he's like, tattoos, huh? And he's like, was this her? And he sends me a picture. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's her. So it was like this, uh, is some like famous porn star, I guess. So she was kind of like early on. And then go figure, like later that year. That is uh, what, what Chris, Christy Mac. Mm -hmm. She that's when her fucking boyfriend guy. Oh, beat the fuck out of her. Beat the fuck out of her. Yeah, he's yeah. in prison for life. Thank God he's a dangerous dude. And I'm not positive, 
Might have been the guy that yoked on me from fucking keeping that girl from falling on her face that tripped over me. Ooh, he looked yeah. really familiar. This was a war like, machine, right? Yeah. Yeah. He used yeah. to fight in the MMA. I don't know if he fought in the UFC, but I know he fought MMA. Oh, he was a scary dude. And that's why I was just like, it started like the pieces fell in when I was like, Later that year, when I heard that news, I was like, oh, man. I was like, she was so nice. Like, yeah. the beating the shit out of her. It's like, for having sex with another guy, it's like, you That's got involved with a living. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was her job. That's a Tuesday. Yeah. Like, what are you? It was so fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, he beat her face so bad. She didn't look the same. I know. Yeah. I know. Is That was so sad. Like, uh, she, when she posted the, the after pictures. Yeah. That was like, he, he, he was going to kill her. Like, wow. that was fucking crazy, dude. But yeah, that was that was my wild night at the AVN Awards. It could have gotten wilder, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Now, if it would have been private, do you think you'd have done it? Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, if there was no cameras involved, yeah. absolutely. I mean, she was so beautiful, and it was Jeez. just like, why are you even? Again, it was the self esteem stuff again. I'm like, why are you even interested in me? Like, yeah. this is crazy. I'm like, dude, she's banging it. She's still. I mean, she's still super attractive. She just, she's on yeah. the She's uh, last I heard. She does, um, like, the strip club tours right now. Oh, uh, okay. I think she's doing that. But, you know, a lot of these girls now have their own, like, their own entity. that that They are their own people, you know, like, yeah. where they have their own company, mm-hmm. like, production company, websites, OnlyFans, and all that shit. So, like, yeah. and then they'll get booked out to do, like, a 10-city uh, strip club thing or whatever, you know? It seems like it's better for them. Like oh, as yeah. far as quality of life and everything, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it's no it's not uncommon knowledge that, you know, that life is pretty difficult for most of them, if not all of them. And most of them don't get rich off that no. profession either. Unfortunately, the no. people that have the production company do, but not the performers. Yeah. And was, yeah, so we had a strip a porn. I'm sorry, a porn star on here uh, a while back since age. And she was telling us that. You know, she's they. She started her own company. Oh, nice! Production company and all that stuff, and you know, OnlyFans. That way, like somebody just said, this the people that own all the equipment and shit aren't the only ones getting rich. Now okay. everyone is getting, you know. Oh, that's and that's good. another thing that the OnlyFans has done, where they can do from their bedroom with you know set, set up some cameras and a computer and boom and some lights and oh, yeah. there they are making good money. <laughs> that's crazy. It's it's nuts. It's it's a hell of a lifestyle. It was just like it it was I was so and just like being in there around like I, I just there's too many oh yeah, met Ron Jeremy. <laughs> that fucking he is disgusting in person. Uh, I felt that way at the time before all the crazy news. He's just like real greasy. It's like uh but yeah, I just it's a hell of a lifestyle, man. Like to each their own, but holy shit, that was that was not for me. Yeah, that was not for me. It was, I mean, I'll remember that night for the rest of my life. That is just going to be one of those things you'll never forget. It was just so silly. Like, how did I even get in there? Like, we're literally squatting in a fucking house, <laughs> living off of twenty dollars a week, and we get into like the hottest fucking party, party of the night. Like, all right, thank you, Desmond, wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, we never saw him again. 
That he is just so crazy. he had already gone back to put on some pussy eating clinic or something, <laughs> according to one of the guys at the table. Uh, like, all right, man. <laughs> He's just li- I just pictured him just lining girls up in the room or something. And you didn't know the girls from New York. They were just some randoms, just randoms, just randoms. They they literally approached us on our walk to the restaurant hmm. and we're just like, hey, we're looking for somebody. We came all the way here to meet Danny Daniels. Like, do you know how we could find him? And the guy's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'm like this, who the fuck is he? It was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest thing. The bodyguards were super nice. They ended up being pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, just what a fucking weird night. And uh, yeah, one of many on that whole trip. That might have been one of the crazier ones uh, for what it was. But yeah. The do memories are of- the things that are the most important, though. Oh, yeah. Because, like, even, like, when we were first talking about, like, I was talking about, like, my fitness and not wanting to have regrets. And then you mentioned your buddy and how he might not be able to walk later on in life. But at least he has these memories that he did the shit and didn't just say, oh, I wish I would have done that with Dave. Oh, dude. He fucking took uh, whitewater rafting. They have this thing called riding the bull where Mm -hmm. you take the tow line and you sit on the nose of the boat. He went through class four rapids like that and didn't fall off. Mm. I was like, Jesus. And apparently, according to Charlie's face, that didn't happen often. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, my God, he's still on. Like, he's like, I was trying to get him to fucking trying to buck him off with. It's like, oh, my God, dude. You guys should write a book, man, about all that, all your adventures and stuff. We started to. Um, I've got a full outline and a bunch of like snippets of stuff. It's something that I've really wanted to sit down with him, but like we once, okay, so Vegas uh, the second time round was like our last stop, like because we went Vegas, LA, and then we went up the West Coast, Portland, Seattle, came back down, and then went to Columbia for a few months uh, in South America, and then did, uh, then came back and lived in Vegas for like six months. We ended up from there going to Seattle. As one of our old hosts had gotten, uh, he won the lottery of uh, grow licenses because they had just made it recreational up there. So he knew I was an electrician. So I went up there and we were trying to uh, help him get his business started, legitimate business. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was so crazy. And um, that's when I was like, uh, I ended up going back to Philly and because uh, I had met a girl there. And that's the girl that I ended up moving to Portland with. So Mm. I lived in Philly for the better part of a year and uh, Eric stayed in Seattle. He's still out there now. And uh, so we kind of split from that. We just haven't been able to like connect with enough time to do that. And um, because he started, he was doing the weed business thing and then he got robbed a few times and it got, yeah, it was, it was awful. And then, uh, then the original guy that he was working with started getting real fucking shady and it was a whole thing. So he stopped that, got his own place, uh, started working as a window washer. So like for these like million dollar homes up there and he was doing that for a while and then physically it started catching up to him and he started uh college. So he just graduated last year with a computer science degree from uh university of Washington. Okay. And uh, he, he's he's so fucking smart. Like he introduced me to this thing called Khan Academy, um, K H A N Academy. This dude, he was like a Wall Street guy that ended up uh, 
he was making YouTube videos uh, to tutor his niece and nephew mm-hmm. and uh, one of Bill Gates's kids, I guess, at the time uh, was using those videos on YouTube. This was early YouTube days uh, was going on there because he was really good at teaching math. So he's like, OK, like, oh, my kids are using these things. So like, oh, let me talk to this guy. So apparently Gates went and met with the guy and fucking bought him out and like made this whole free online schooling thing. So now they do more than math. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, But it's set up really, really well to, it feels like you're playing games. Mm -hmm. So while we were in Columbia, if it was like rainy and we couldn't go out or if it was just late at night before bed, we would uh, do the math courses and it makes you start from one plus one. And you cannot go to the next level till you hit two Mm. like that is it's just it won't let you not understand something. Okay. so I ended up working up to like trig and I was just like, I'm losing steam. I'm this isn't fun for me anymore. And he goes like through calculus and he was just like loved it. I just loved doing this crazy math. And like we had met when we were in San Francisco uh, together, we stayed with these MIT students uh, well, they're MIT grads that were going to uh, Stanford, uh, which they told us was the best school to drop out of. Um, so you, the, the move is if you are a super smarty pants, you graduate from a good college, you go to Stanford, you, you know, get drafted by them, whatever, get in there and get drafted by a tech company, mm-hmm. like usually within the first year. And they'll be like, yeah, we'll pay you like 200 grand a year to do math over here, write code or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. So I, again, felt very out of place on the other end of the spectrum because uh, I'm sitting there. I was like, wow, my buddy Eric's just loving this. They're talking all this crazy shit. And I'm like, man, I don't know even know what to ask them. And at one point, this guy comes back from a job interview and he was talking about how uh, they one of the intro questions, the interview questions was about. I forget what it's SU two calculus. I was like, there's more than one calculus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. He's like, there's a few. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, I'm going to go run to the store guys. <laughs> and like when he was explaining how it, it's a type of math that he was using. And I could have fucked up the name of that calculus, but basically it was how to judge. Uh, Cause once you photograph an electron, it's already somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's the math formula to figure out where it is. Okay. From that. Yeah. And turns out it was uh based for uh I forget exactly who he was working for, but it, it was a virtual reality company. And oh. it was like for hand tracking and stuff like that. So they were trying to incorporate that. I'm just like, that is insane. Yeah. I'm like, I wanna go grab a few bottles of wine, guys. Like I need to dummy <laughs> all down. <laughs> We ended up having a party over there, and I just got everybody drunk, telling them dirty jokes, making them laugh. I was like, finally, <laughs> like somebody's down on my level. And there was this one girl there that uh, her name was Jan, and she uh, fell asleep on her laptop, like while working. And that was the first time I've ever seen that. She was just plugged in at the party the whole time. It was like that fucking uh, that movie, the social uh, social, social network, network. Yeah. yeah, where they're just like we're plugged in, man. Like she was, that was it. Like she was laser focused, probably on fucking Adderall or something, and just fell asleep on her keyboard. I'm like, what the fuck? And I like woke her up because I was like, I didn't want her to, like delete her shit. Like, <laughs> like hey, yeah. And it's like you might want to save that. She's like, oh, thank you, thank you. I was like, what are you working on? 
She's like, oh, this like anonymous browser tech thing, and it's like fucking onion browser. Oh wow! And the next time I we when we left San Francisco, I didn't hear anything from her. I never saw anything on her social media, and then. All of a sudden, she's giving cybersecurity conferences all across Europe and across the United States. And all these people, like, talking in front of these huge tech firms and stuff, like, what the fuck is Jan up to? <laughs> and then I found out what that Onion browser yeah. thing was for, or the Tor, Tor yeah. browser, or whatever. The what dark is, web. What is, yeah. I'm what like, is this oh, thing? Shit. Oh, it's a... Uh, dark you, web. Yeah. It's it's how you access it, I guess. It's purely like, uh, it's like we're like Silk Road and all that stuff was that. Yeah. Have you been on the dark road? I mean, what is it? I mean, dark oh, web. I've tried. I, I can't figure it out. You download a application and then it you can see different things through it. So you it's, download uh, it's your, opposite of like the open internet that we all see. With so Google. you download it on your computer? Yeah. I'm too dumb for it though because I downloaded oh, yeah. it and then I was like. Uh, do I just Google something like I didn't know, like, do is it just a normal web address that you can type in? And yeah, that's see how everybody things? was doing like that. Like I said Silk Road and like yeah. hits on people and bug givers. Yeah, there's everything on that. Like you can get like credit card information. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you the, been on it's there? Buying yeah, it's all the there. dark side of the Internet. So like what else is on there? I'm everything. really interested. I want to get on this. Can you, you get, buy organs and shit on there? Like literally everything. So, but if you get on there, can you get in trouble with the cops or something? No, you can yes. get on this thing. But I mean, if you're going to buy something illegal, yeah, you can get in trouble. Oh, yeah, so you're yeah. about like drugs and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh. There was a guy I saw in an interview that was, uh, he was in, he was a cocaine dealer and um, he used the dark web for his supplier. Like, so he was just like, yeah, nobody was like, he said he was perfect every time for his business because mm-hmm. he would just put in an order and the guy was prompt and it would come in the mail. And he's just like, it was just, it, it was there exactly when he said he would every time. And then he was talking about how at one point he bought a small amount and it like just didn't come. And then uh, he found out that the guy, I guess, got busted. But when he got released, like during the trial and stuff, I get he posted bail or whatever the fuck it was. Long story short, this guy ends up getting like a small bag of cocaine in the mail, like three months later. And he's just like, it with like, Oh, sorry for the late response. Like no. what the fuck? That's insane. What is that? So what, so what was that guy? What did I forget his name? Uh, something.com. Um, Kim.com. Is that, is it? So what was I've he heard doing? That name before. Yeah, what was that guy? Kim.com. I think that was uh like mega 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 load or something like that. Oh, mega or, load. No, it was just like a it's storage. But they were like hosting like illegal shit on there, like videos and all that kind of stuff. So that's where they got into like I think they were a copyright issues with the stuff that was on his servers. I feel like I saw a bunch of t- like before Hulu started mm-hmm. getting big on uh, Mega Upload. I yeah. think I watched like half of How I Met Your Mother on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, like the the yeah. thing with the torrent is it never goes away. No, like, like nah, they're making it a little bit harder now. I don't even know how to. Get, just, I used to be into it when I was a kid. I just don't even know how to even I, look this stuff. I forget up what days. it's called, but when my mom wants a movie or something like that, you know, like mm. I'll I think it's X Y one. I don't know. It's this. Anyways, I had it, I used to have it saved on a computer, like as a website, and then I would just go to the website and then download the movie. Yeah, and like I had BitTorrent on there still, you know, so you download through BitTorrent, 
And then she could just watch the movie. I would just drag it and put it on a desktop, and then she would just watch it whenever she wanted. Oh yeah! Like this was—I haven't done it since Sony fixed the computer lately. I mean, like, like, like two months ago. So I was like, you know, I don't know. It's gonna, it might mess your computer up again. Yeah. So I like, don't that's one of the things I was like, I don't, you know, and yeah. And she was like, I thought it was a power thing. I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I can probably get you the movie from the different way. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how to go about it these days, but it was honestly it it was really great cuz I eventually it led me to buying a bunch of stuff, but like the like music side of it all, if I heard a song from somebody, I was like, I dig that. I just go like when I was in middle school, I'd just be like, and their entire discography, everything they've ever done. Yeah. And be like, boom, there we go. I didn't know Weird Al had so many albums. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, insane amount of albums, actually. Um, but, like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, Black Sabbath. They're like, my friend told me about NWA. I was like, oh, no shit. Like, let me do that. And then, like, and I went down this, like, gangster rap hole for a while. And I was like, who the fuck's too short? Like, oh, my God. Like, Public Enemy. Like, all these guys and, like, Tupac and shit. I was like, okay. Uh, just, I had a Toshiba Gigabeat. Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I hacked it so that I could play video on it before iPods could play video. I thought it was the coolest shit. And it also had a high, like a, a larger uh, hard drive than mm. the iPods at that time. I thought, I really thought it was going to win that race. <laughs> it didn't, obviously, because nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> who else didn't Microsoft had one too, wasn't it? The Oh, what the fuck was that called? Like they had, they had like an iPod thing? Yeah. Nano? Yeah. No, that's iPod. No, it was the. Um, oh my god! I, I remember Pharrell was like it, hawking it, start, it there for a little. Does it start bit. with a W? It was really sleek. It was that uh, that like black, and it had just like the the two lines on it or whatever. Well, what the hell was it? It didn't have a. Uh, yeah, I remember because, like I said, Pharrell was a part of their thing. Mm. Oh, did y'all figure out what it was called? Zune. The Zune. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't last too long. Ugh. Oh my gosh. But yeah, we had LimeWire. We should use LimeWire. Yeah, I mean, it, and a lot of them still exist. But like, I don't know. I think the like when it's a new movie that's in the theater, I'm I don't do it for my mom. That's like, not on there because like I know they track some of that shit. Like to see or they upload it themselves. Oh, yeah. And then the Pirate Bay was really big too. Oh, I yeah. used to use the Pirate Bay for everything oh dude yeah that's uh for the longest time that the best the best bootleg ever was 300 i never saw that movie you never saw dude, it it was mm. so good Ooh, they so, it was the first time that like a, a screener copy got mm, out leaked. like oh okay big time got out yeah and it was just like this is dvd quality like right from the get I was like, yeah. holy shit, I burned it to a DVD and you could watch it on TV and it looked great. Mm -hmm. Like usually you'd have to like kind of run it through some type of upscaling program and all that shit, but it's uh yeah. That was a wild time on the internet. It's amazing how the like the bootleggers have made it legitimate now. Like what they yeah. were doing was bad, but now like we have Netflix, Hulu, yeah. iTunes, you know, Spotify, all this shit. But it all started because like Napster and those people we're pirating, pirating shit or pirating the shit. Oh, yeah. Because I love that line in, in Social Network where uh, it's like Eduardo's talking to uh, Justin Timberlake's character. And he's like, Napster won. Or the music companies won. And then Justin Timberlake's like, well, do you want to go buy a, a Capitol Rec or whatever the record store is now? Oh, yeah. 
I can't remember. Tower? Yeah, like a Tower Records or something. He's like, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, it's like. Sean Parker. Yeah, Sean yeah, Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. It's like, I'm telling you, like, man, there was a time that after Tony showed me how to do it, like, he was like, oh, yeah, you just, because this was a <laughs> Eubanks house, but they lived on Highland. Like, I think that's what he showed me. And he was like, yeah, you just, this is a site. And you just download this and oh, you just, yeah. you just fucking. Whatever you want, you just download ever. Oh Lord, yeah. And I did that with so many PC games. Yeah. Oh man. Dude, it was insane. Like, I don't know, like But I think that net neutrality really fucked up a lot of shit though. So what is that? So like once they did that, then that's like now like if you try to Google certain things, it's like omitted because of like copyright and mm. like they have like uh, this DCMA thing, like like it's like a digital like copyright of what it is. So like you're trying to find something you can't find it anymore because they take it off the searches because no of, it's illegal. I mean they're trying to limit the piracy as much as they possibly can. I mean I don't yeah. think it will ever go away, but I don't think it's as big as it was at one time. I mean because there's so yeah. many legitimate sites like Hulu and Netflix now and like HBO Max. Oh yeah, I mean honestly the only reason I use that like mega upload site is because they didn't have the shows yet. Yeah, there was nothing like I remember. Shit, I found Hulu in. 2008 or 2009 and uh i watched the entire i i never saw the show lost mm. and I, I was you know uh, i had my own apartment and stuff and i was just bored at night so i'd throw that on and it was before they even had ads oh wow so i watched the whole series no ads no nothing and then like they started throwing in a commercial and i was like god damn it yeah like stupid commercial now it's like yeah <laughs> now everything has like five commercials at yeah the it's just like ugh. This is not what I wanted it for. And like, I don't want to pay for this shit. And now I pay for all of the things because I just, I I can't be bothered with it. And like, I've always been like a big movie guy and love audio stuff. Uh, So I built out in this house, I built out a theater. And so now we've just got like all the streaming services Mm. because it's just like, oh, you know, if it comes out. Like I like to see it, and especially with all that early access stuff that they're doing, they started doing during the pandemic. It's like, all right, I'll do that. Like it's, I like my setup better than movie theaters around here. And you can pause it. Yeah, I can pause it. I can go get any snack I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about somebody else interrupting your time by laughing or crying through it. You know, it's yeah. Just like, it's so convenient. Have oh, you seen Babylon yet? No, it's really good. No, I just was. Uh, it's really was, long, but it is really good. Interesting. Did well, you when break did it, it come out? Yeah, uh, I came out like last month, I think. But oh, okay. I he got some streaming thing through this other guy. No, I don't have it. This my no, he has a friend that has it. Talking plex. <laughs> yeah. No, this thing is legit as fuck. Bro. Oh, okay. I have no idea how they do what they do. I just pay <laughs> my fee and that's it. Hey, you know? right on. But like it, it has it has the movies that are in the theater, mm-hmm. great quality. Every oh. TV show, every fucking dude, it's it's, it's insane. Every TV series, it, damn. Live cable, every football game, every UFC fight, every pay per view. Holy shit! Like and it's all on the fire stick. It's all on the fire stick. It's a program that they've built into the, yes. but it doesn't crash. It doesn't crash thing. like all the other ones. Like I used to do side loading on the fire sticks, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't crash like those do. And like this thing, this thing has worked forever. My brother's got something like that where he just 
whenever he travels or something, he'll just bring his fire stick with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'll just plug it into the TV at the hotel and like yeah. whatever. I want to like, watch his These there. people that are okay, doing what it. What is the name? Yeah. So like these people that are doing this now, they have like, they send you an invoice, email invoice that, hey, your bill is pay now. And you, it takes you to PayPal and you send them the money. <laughs> like I do this six months at a time. So I don't have to worry about it as much. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Like, you get like $15 discount if you do that too, you know? Oh yeah. Like, dude. And like, you can go to the thing where it says cable and it's all HBO's, all premium channel. It's, it, it's insane. God damn. I'll show you when we get done. Okay. Like, dude, it's okay. insane. And then my buddy can get you hooked up with the guy if you guys want to do it. It's 120 for six months. And That's I do, not I, bad I do two all. connections. So because Tony has a five second, I have one in my yeah. room, you know, and like. Does it do 4K? It does. And, it, ha- and it has porn. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh Jesus! So, so there was there was one option that was like ten dollars cheaper, <laughs> but it didn't have the eighteen plus category. Oh, okay, so Jesus. I was like, I got I got twenty dollars. Yeah. Like, I, I got to afford twenty dollars. You watch porn on the TV? No, I don't. But it's on the it's on there. I I use my phone. You didn't know you could watch porn on a TV. I these didn't days. know that the porn was. The, what is the porn on? On Not the, since the movie thing or the TV? The live TV. Like you on? know where the one with like it has like the the pay per view ones and shit. The live TV. Yeah, so you, oh, it's at the very bottom. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't know that too. it was on there. That's hilarious. Oh, and it and it and it you know it's it doesn't like do all the buffering and it, it, it's fucking. <laughs> so you can get a good jerk. Yeah. No, because I'm, 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 I'm in my chair. Like I can't like. I don't want to sit on my chair and jerk it. I don't want to sit on my Listen, bad, It's ergonomic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just get a TV and you can put it on your dresser and then you can lay down your bed? No, because I have my phone. I can just... Like this is, I, I but I don't understand why you wanted, neck. Get, you wanted to get the porn option and you're not even, you, I didn't even know the porn was on there. Oh, because I, you know, it was, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's, I got porn, y'all. I got porn. <laughs> Who are you showing the porn to? Nobody. <laughs> oh my God, dude. No, but like, I just have it on, but dude, it's every football game, every baseball, every whatever. It's got every, I mean, dude. Jesus. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, hmm. And I don't know who the people are. It's definitely just, way cheaper than I'm paying monthly. For I'm telling you, dude. And it's, you know, on, a, on like on one of the categories, like it has it broken into categories. Like I forget which one it is, but it's like HBO Max, Hulu, Prime, Netflix. God damn. Yeah, it has. So every show that they upload, will it stream Atmos content? What is that? Atmos sound content. Oh, oh, that's that premium shit. Yeah. I don't know, but it's got 4K. I do know oh, that. Okay. Maybe then. Maybe. Yeah, that's the whole That's the whole thing. Like when I built the thing out, it made it an Atmos theater, so I got like the ceiling speakers to, oh, there okay. too. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just that object base around. It's fucking wild. Like uh, I had heard Black Adam mm. had a, a whole thing. Uh, apparently it's like the best mixed audio wise, like a movie in a while okay. as far as action movies go. And, uh, I was fiddling around cause like I was telling you earlier, I was helping, uh, Rick get, oh, get yeah. his system, uh, enhanced. And, uh, while I was reading on some stuff, I was like, huh, there's a thing that I haven't done with this that I can do with materials I have laying around the house. So I went and I did it and it just like, I, I was by wiring my, my tower speakers. So I was like, shit, it made the sound clarity so much better. Really? Yeah. Just because I, I never thought about it. It's like, if it's one signal going into one set of posts that are just like linked to the, 
So uh, on stuff where you have like tweeters and woofers, you can uh, you can independently power them, or you can just like put these little collar things on there that just they're like little bridges, mm-hmm. and just like have one signal that powers both of them. But it's not the best, and I didn't know how much uh, like more muddy it was that way until I actually just did what I did this morning. I was like, "What the fuck!" Like it was so like the bass clarity and power was way better. The tweeters were crisper. Like the like I was putting stuff on just stereo with no subwoofer, and it was sounding amazing. And like I didn't get any like distortion of uh, vocal quality during like an action scene. Oh, okay. It's like oh, okay. How'd you get into that? Oh man, I- I've always been into that shit. I used to help my buddies like hook up their cars with sound systems when I was younger. Um, anytime I could get my hands on any kind of speakers, I would always do that. Like I ended up getting a set of like these uh, Polk shelf speakers from my uh, buddy's mom. One year uh, after his dad passed, he used to be really into that stuff. So she gave me a whole rack unit of these like old school Sony amplifiers and all kinds of cool shit and some Polk speakers. I still have those speakers. They're in my garage being used. And uh, it was just like I didn't know at that point. I just thought speakers were speakers. Yeah. And then I got that set up mm. and like I put it all together. And I like I went and I spent the money I made mowing lawns like getting good wires and stuff. I was like, okay, this is cool. Let's see how this is. And I was like, oh my God, like this is so much better than my parents' car or the CD player out in the living room. Like this is insane. Like I didn't know it could be like that. I've just been hooked ever since. So I've done a bunch of like little helped all my friends with all their uh, surround sound systems, little mini home theater stuff. I've done a bunch of cars, like I said, and then, uh, when I was an electrician for years, so I've always done like a bunch of wiring stuff. So I've always been into it. But that was like a dream of mine to put a theater in the house, like a proper one. Yeah. So now I got this like 11 foot screen. Damn. I got a 4K projector. I got this Atmos system going on. And I put on that movie Black Adam. It's a good movie. Dude, that opening battle scene when they like wake him up or whatever. Yeah holy shit you're just like hearing bullets whizzing over and all around you and yeah. all this shit and then it like kicks into that uh well oh what was it the, the, the soundtrack when it like all slows down and like the music just starts kicking in and <laughs> it gets all goofy and shit but like the the object based sound that atmos is based off of is so much better than it was like a year or two ago even wow. and now it's just like the directional shit, it's crazy. Like, I, I sound treated the whole room. I tuned it and everything and got a couple of subs in there. But, like, it's 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 nuts. Just that little tweak I did today made so much difference. And then I had Ray. I was like, dude, like, you got you got to stop by. I was like, you're at the gym? I was like, when you wrap, wrap that shit up, you got to stop by. Like, this is crazy. Because <laughs> he hadn't been over since I first set up the thing. And when I, I, since then I've gotten like a better, uh, receiver and did a bunch of stuff and took my time to learn how to like equalize the room. Perfect. And all that stuff. And man, he got, he's sitting there cause he's got a sick ass system. And then he's just like, all right, I need a fucking theater room. <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm like, yeah, God. dude. I was like, hook it up, man. Like you just let me know. I'll come by. <laughs> yeah. That's I'll put it awesome. together. How'd you become into like become an electrician? Um, uh, f- when we moved, when I was a kid, um, 
my job was to hang the ceiling fans and the light fixtures. Mm. That was, uh, I volunteered to do that because my parents, they got this like modular house and, uh, they were just trying to save as much money as possible. So we got it like vanilla shell. So we had to buy all our, uh, fixtures and stuff separately. So my dad didn't feel, uh, my dad was, uh, he, he was into building stuff. He was like a framer and a roofer for years and years before I was born. And then, uh, my mom made him get an office job because it was a bit more reliable. And, uh, but he still, he'd build all kinds of stuff like sheds and all built me a basketball court in our backyard at our first house and the second house. And, uh, I, he'd always be teaching me that shit. So he didn't like electricity. Yeah. I, on the other hand, was the kid that was like, I got buzzed when plugging in a fan once. And I was like, Ooh, that felt cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've never been scared of it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. If I get buzzed, I get buzzed. Like, whatever. It's fine. It feels weird. <laughs> didn't know that it was like frying an organ or something, but yeah. So I just started doing that and I was able to do the whole house. Wow. And, uh, my parents were just like, Oh, like that was great. Like you sure you did everything right? Like yeah, no, it's fine. Still hasn't burned down. Been years. <laughs> and uh, one of my my mom got really interested in it. So it was one of those things that I kind of like. I showed a little bit of interest in it, and then I got pushed really hard to the point where I was like, I don't like to do this anymore. Because mm-hmm. uh, my mom was just like, Oh well, you know, my cousin owns an electric company that's a union uh, thing in New Jersey, and he makes so much money. I was like, cool. I don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life. And then before you know it, I'm in like Votech in high school, and I'm doing that. So I graduated with two degrees. I had electrical technology and just my regular diploma. And um, at the same time, I was like in you know marching band and concert band, and I was always into music stuff. But that uh, – I graduated in 2008, and – I, but the plan was, I was like, okay, I'm moving out of this fucking shit town as soon as possible. So I went and visited my brother in New Jersey. And when I was there, it turns out his uh, roommate at the time was like, I, I, I have to move. Like, you got to find a new roommate. So I was like, all right, you guys got like a Staples nearby. I was like, I'm going to go print out some resumes. I'll go hoof it while I'm here. Yeah. And so I did, and I got a job that day, and I was like, I can start in two weeks, if that's cool. Like, yeah, perfect, whatever. So I came home, and I was like, all right, I'm moving to New Jersey. Like, <laughs> like literally three weeks after graduation, I was like, I wasn't even 18 yet. I just, like, went over there, started working, living out there. And uh, the plan was I was working at this like uh, lighting warehouse and uh, showroom, and I was just going to work there until the – uh, union testing in that spring, spring of 2009. So it's like, start getting there. And, you know, I'm like 18. I'm not paying attention to shit. So I, I go, I do my whole union test, ace it, get invited back to an interview, get invited back to another interview, get invited back to another interview. And then I go and meet with the board of directors or whatever. And then, uh, well, it turns out the economy had collapsed. Mm. I was, you know, not paying attention very much. And, um, so they're like, yeah, so we can't hire you because instead of 60 people this year, whatever the number was, we can only hire like seven. Damn. Like, okay. So I was like, all right. And they're just like, and there's a few other guys that scored as well as you and did as well as you. 
but they're a little older. They have families, and you're kind of young. You you can bounce back. So good luck, kid. And kick me out of there. I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. So then later that week, I get told by the lighting warehouse they're downsizing. Damn. And uh, they're going by seniority. And I was the last person hired. And they did fire one guy ahead of me because I, I did good work over there. Yeah. And they're just like, we have to go let go of a couple more people. I was like, ah, fuck. Well, thanks for the heads up. And so then I got a job at Bed Bath and & Beyond. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's one of my depressing moments right there. <laughs> that was, dude, in fucking East Hanover, New Jersey, like, if I ever have to explain the difference between taupe and sand to a fucking rich housewife ever again in my life, I'll just run into traffic. <laughs> like, it was so annoying oh my god yeah I, uh lauren hill lives yeah. over there she came in the store oh wow and was super racist to me really yeah apparently she well, doesn't heard, like yeah, the white heard folks she doesn't like white people i have heard that i was so nice i was like i was downplaying because i was like i don't want to blow up her spot but she's so obviously lauren hill yeah i was like oh my god she's beautiful she's got this amazing voice i was like okay so my job i was like kind of towards the front of the store so i'm just like kind of a greeter and i ran like the kitchen section i was like all right like if there's anything you need just let me know i I can help you out and she just like looked me up and down with disgust and then is like didn't say a word and then walked five feet past me to my black co-worker and asked him for some help Mm. i was like oh (laughs) like oh shit like yeah, okay, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. So I started humming Killing Me Softly around her <laughs> while she was shopping. I was like, oh, man, should I ask her how Wyclef's doing? Like, this, she doesn't even know I'm a fan. Like, oh, my God. Oh, it's it was so, so wild. Me- I was like, that was so unnecessary. I was just like, trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, I, I found out later. I got home, and my brother's just like, yeah, she's been known to not like the white folks. I was like, oh, well. <sighs> I'm not going to stop listening to her music. It's fucking great music. I was just trying to offer her some taupe. Yeah. It's like <laughs> some taupe. You, you want a KitchenAid stand mixer? Yeah. I know how to tell you how to work it. Uh, yeah. There's there's all kinds of wild shit. And then so I ended up working for like them for a while. And then I got a side job. I had to get a uh, our washer and dryer went out. And I went to an appliance repair shop. And uh, the guy kept trying to get me to book a service call. But I was like, I don't know, man, I found the manual online and I'm just going to do it. I just need this stupid tool that nobody else sells, but you guys. And he's just like, oh, okay. He's just like, here's my card. Let me know how it goes. If you have any questions. So I fixed it. And then I called him. I was like, yeah, I got it all fixed. Thank you very much. Whatever. And he's like, you want a job? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Get me <laughs> out of here. Like, yes. Oh my God. So I was like an appliance installation and repair guy for a while. Um, You're like a non Mentally challenged Forrest Gump. Dude, <laughs> you've done dude. everything. It's nuts, man. Run, I started, Dave, run. <laughs> I started doing flooring at 14. I was like, I, I, I've, my you wife and life, I sat man. down. It's been and you're nuts. so young. How are you? What did you say? Graduated in 20, 2018? Yeah, I'm, I'm 32. I'll be 33 this year. Wow. Baby. And my wife and I sat down, uh, like on my 30th birthday, she oh it was just oh my god speaking of how awesome she is she did this whole thing where she got all of our friends because it was during covid Mm -hmm. so she got all of our friends to record like 
nice messages for me. And then she like made a whole compilation video. Oh, it, yeah, fuck cry my eyes out. It was amazing. But we were sitting down there before she gave me that. And she's just like, now one of the things I want to know is like, you've had a million jobs. Like how many jobs have you actually had? So we went through them all. I had like 35 jobs oh, before shit. 30. <laughs> Jesus. And I've only been fired one time. I would just like do something. I'd learn it fast. And then I get bored as shit. And I was like, okay, well, like, this is fun or whatever, like, but I got to do something else. Yeah. Like, I, I started doing, like, little landscaping jobs uh, when I was a kid because my dad basically just tricked me into working a fucking lawnmower by myself. He, like, bet me I couldn't start it, like, the pole <laughs> mower. Like, great. I was like, now there's a bunch of houses in this neighborhood <laughs> that'll definitely pay you to mow their lawns, and I don't need to give you allowance anymore. Yeah. So here you go. It's like, all right. So then, yeah, I did that. I did uh, flooring when I was like 14. Uh, then that turned into, I was doing like hardwood and tile. And then after that, I was a, uh, worked in an electrical warehouse. And then I worked for an independent contractor electrician for a while during that time too. And then I worked at a ski resort because the benefits were awesome. Uh, they paid nothing. It was barely covered my gas, but worked in the kitchen. So free food. Yeah. And then also free lift tickets and rentals. Okay. So I, I fucking snowboarded every single day. Like it was so awesome. And, uh, that's how I actually met my Colombian friends. So oh, the year okay. I was there, they had a big exchange. They always had an exchange program, but mm-hmm. it was all South American folks. And, uh, I was one of the surprisingly few people on the staff that was like, willing to just like I was trying to learn a little Spanish. I was trying to get to know them and their culture and stuff. I've always been interested in travel since I was a baby. Like I just, I've always loved that shit. So yeah, we just like, I hit it off real good and I got real tight with the Colombian folks. They're just like, those were my people. And uh, yeah, we just stayed in touch over the years and that's how I ended up going down there eventually for like three months or just shy of it because of visas. But yeah, like I, what else did I do? Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, basically every kind of construction work. Um, oh God, my dirtiest job ever. I worked uh pool servicing. Mm-hmm. You do not get laid as much as the stories <laughs> will tell you. And, uh, or at all in my case. And, uh, mostly it's just really demoralizing. It's just like, Hey, we need to get our pool ready for this year. And then you go there and it's like, Oh, you didn't even put a cover on it. Oh, and you got trees everywhere. So now I'm like wading through rotted leaf muck oh. and like pulling dead animals out of there. Oh. I remember once I, I saw a squirrel floating and I was in waders and I just grab it by the tail and go to like pull it over to put it in my bag. And just the skin all came off. Oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, dude, I think I'm done for the day. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Fuck. I worked yeah. for a couple like crackhead fucking independent contractors before. <laughs> that was fun. One guy I had to, uh, I had to drive him to the bank because he wasn't paying me. And I was just like, showed up at his house. And I was like, dude, like, you owe me like three weeks of back pay. I was like, we're, I'm, I'm on my way to the bank. You want to come? And he's just like, oh, I was going to go today. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, were you? were you and i brought him to the bank and just uh you know 
made sure that I was vocal at the desk with like, oh yeah, yeah, it's this, it's this amount. And I was like looking at his fucking thing when he's writing on the withdrawal slip. I was like, yep, yep, that's it. Cool. And then she hands him the money and then I was like, thank you. And I just fucking <laughs> left him there. I was like, fuck it off, dude. That was, uh, yeah, I, that's why that, that kind of shit really turned me off to construction work. You just, uh, I got, I got put on this one job. I was out in the middle of Pennsylvania. We were building a tractor supply and uh, I was doing the electrical work and I got placed with these dudes. It was like uh, two of them were like violent offenders that just got out. And wow. then one of them had a major drinking problem and the other two drank pretty good, too. But I, I had to share an apartment with them for like five, you know, four or five days a week for the, the whole month that we were there. And I, uh, dude, it was it was awful because like. I was just, I didn't like them. They didn't like me at all. Hmm. And I just, I don't know. It, we butted heads a lot. Now I just like go outside and it's middle of winter in Mansfield, Pennsylvania. I'm like smoking weed out of a little, one of those cigarette dugouts. Just like, just like trying to fucking fade them away and talking to my girlfriend on the phone. And I was like, all right, well, I'd go inside and then, you know, I'd lay down on my air mattress and they'd be like fucking causing all kinds of noise and shit. And then one time I told him to shut up. And then the guy made a point like almost every hour on the hour all night long. He came out and kicked my mattress to like wake me up. It's like, you son of a bitch. And then those motherfuckers told on me for smoking weed. <laughs> like, can you believe that? These guys, I'd have to get them out of bed. They're drunk asses. And I was always first in the truck. And they tried to tattle on me. The owner of the business called told me this and was like, just, just hide it from him. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just don't do it. Like direct. You just got to hide it a little better, Dave. And I was like, okay, thanks. So I would just, uh, when we get to the site, there's two porta potties, one for general use and one for the general contractor. And I would just use the general contractor's <laughs> toilet. Cause he got cleaned every day. Yeah. And the other one was like weekly. It was disgusting. Uh, oh, yeah, it's God. like fucking 20 guys using that shit weekly. Oh, so yeah, I would just like, I would go in there, take a shit and bake it out. And then he'd go in there afterwards, not care at all. That guy loved me. He thought he thought I was great. He was like, man, if you only lived closer, I'd hire you for some other shit. Like, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. But and then that company went under. They told us we went there one day and then they just we got a phone call and they're like, clean up. We're, we're that's it. Like, we're done. And I was like, okay, like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then the other guys just start grabbing copper and like grabbing wire spools and shit. I was like, okay, I'm like, load my fucking car. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to go take this to the junkyard or something. Oh, and then that was another one. They, uh, that guy skipped town literally. Like he owed so many of us money. Yeah. And we like, he stopped answering the phones. And then one day I go to his house because I was a crazy person as a kid. And I'm just like, I didn't even think about anything that could have happened. I was yeah. just like, I'm just going to go get my money. Like, think I'm a tough guy or some shit. <laughs> and so I go, I show up and I'm just like, it doesn't even look like anybody's home. And I do a lap around the house. And when I came back around, a car shows up and it was one of my other coworkers. And then another car shows up, one of his buddies that also worked with us. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, I don't think he's even in there. And so we're like looking in windows. They clean the whole fucking place out. <sighs> He owed me like 1200 bucks. He owed them even more. Yeah. They've been on longer. It was insane. 
I just had so many of those. I was like, I want to get out of construction. So I started doing uh, bartending and uh, waiting tables and line cooking and doing all the restaurant work you can. And that's, I had the uh, the fastest career ever at the um, Appalachian Brew Company in Lidditz. <laughs> right before I left uh, on my backpacking thing, I, I stopped working at this place called Cargill Cocoa and Chocolate. I worked in a chocolate factory. I did like robotics and shit. And I, uh, I quit there a little early. I got bored. <laughs> so I was like, I need to do something. So I worked, I went down this new brew pub was opening up and I was like, okay, the plan is I'm going to go in there opening night. I'm going to go there late and I'm going to look for the guy in the suit. I'm going to sit next to him and spark some conversation. See what happens. Probably the GM or something. Yeah. Fucking worked a plus. This guy was great. And I was just like, yeah, man, I'm just looking for like some side work. Nothing crazy. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Come in tomorrow and uh, we'll get you started. I'm like, okay, cool. He didn't mention what. So I start in the dish pit. I was like, God damn it. Like, I don't want to be fucking washing dishes right now. So I'm in the dish pit. And then a line cook called out or a prep cook called out. And so, uh, one of the managers just like, hey, we need somebody to fucking cut up these vegetables or whatever. It's like, can do. So I was like, it was like me and some like high school chick on the dish pit. And I was like, see ya. And then I go over there. I start chopping veggies. Like, you done this before? I was like, yeah, it's been all right. So I did that the rest of the day. And they're like, wow, you're pretty good at that. You want to try the line? I was like, yeah, sure. So the next day I tried the line. They're like, okay. And the head chef's just like, yeah, let's, you want to come in for chef training tomorrow? I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I didn't even have like an employee sign in or like a punch card. <laughs> I was just like, okay, this is great. And then um, there was a pretty girl that worked on the line. So uh, I started talking to her and the f- was at the fourth day, I guess. Yeah. So well, she's like, I'm off tomorrow. You want to go for a hike? She was like a trail runner and shit. Like, let's do it. And so I go, we have a good old time running in the woods and shit. And then uh, get back to the car. I checked my phone, had a bunch of missed calls, and all this stuff. And there, I had a voicemail. The guy fired me on my voicemail for uh, no call, no show. Uh, I was like, I don't even, I'm not even on a schedule. Like nobody <laughs> wrote my name down anywhere. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I turned in paperwork. I never had a sign in. I never had a schedule. Nobody ever even told me to come in today. I was just like, I just guess I'm going to go on this date with this chick. So, eh, you know, it was a uh, started dishwasher, ended as a chef in four days <laughs> And uh, and got a girlfriend for like two months out of it. So yeah. it's the power of yes, man. That's it. I was a yes man for years. And now I love being a no man. Yeah. I mean, it got <laughs> you to where you're at today by just taking those opportunities, though. Yeah. Yeah. For better or worse, I I took just about everything I could yeah. uh, opportunity wise as presented. And it's it, it really I did a lot of things for the story. I did a lot of just like shit that just like, OK, well. We'll just see what happens. Damn. Just take the risk. It was weird, man. It was a good time. I'll look back on that fondly at forever, but like just, just crazy shit. Like, I, man, like even in Nashville, like I just have all these random fucking stories that just come flooding back as we talk. And it's just like, we just, me and my wife just finished the show heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was so good. Love that show. Love that Damn. show. I met the cheerleader once in Nashville. Nashville. Well, I didn't know at the time because I hadn't been like on TV or anything like or like watching TV. I'm just 
uh, we're with another couch surfer that was staying with the same host. So this kid from France is really cool kid. Me and my buddy, we're at some bar uh, on Broadway. And all of a sudden, this girl comes in. And there's just like this aura about her, you know, like one of those people where it's just like all eyes on you right now. I was like, gosh, like she is gorgeous. Like who? she looks so fucking familiar. Like, who is this person? I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. And then like the guy from whose line is it anyway shows up. And I was just like, I got to get fucking started working out. Like, good for him. Like, like, who are these folks? This is weird. Like, she might be famous. Who knows? And she like, uh, we're right next to the bathroom door. Uh, at our table facing the dance floor. So she goes in the bathroom and like five other people follow her in there. I was like, I don't know. She's somebody. And then it clicks while she's in there. I was like, that's the little girl from remember the Titans. Like, holy shit. Like, oh, she grew up. Well, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, that's so crazy. And then she comes back out and she puts her purse on my table and she's like rifling through it. And I was like, Oh, it's like, let me say hi. I was like, hey. She looks up and smiles at me. And she had fucking powder on her nose. And I was just like, I was like, yo, I just did like the universal symbol. You got yeah. something there. And she goes, what? And goes, like, wipes her nose off and just <laughs> snorts the rest of it off of herself. And then double thumbs me and just big old smile on her face, hops over to the dance floor. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, that's. Okay. I want some. They're like, hey. <laughs> I was like, but for a minute there, I was just like, I think I might go try to like dance with this girl maybe. I don't know. She smiled at me. Like, yeah. it was okay. And then by the time I got any nerve, I, I like turned back around. I went and got a drink. I come back around. Every guy in the bar was on that dance floor trying to dance with her. I was like, never mind. <laughs> wow. Never Oh, Rick Rick met her in Nashville one time. He said he was there for something. He said, and there were there were some bar. I think this is when they were do, when she was filming that con- that country show she was doing up there. That's and, apparently that yeah. guy from whose line is it mm-hmm. anyway was also on that. Yeah, and like he said that he this is way before Molly and all that shit. So he said that like he he saw her. He's like, oh, I know you. He said, I know you from somewhere. He's, you know, he's talking to her, and he's like, and he's like. He, long story short, he pretty much said, "You're a good actors," and he just walked off or something yeah, like yeah. that. And I was like, the <laughs> "You're a great actors." Like he, I think he got like nervous talking to her. Like you know, like dude, well, she's <laughs> kind of intimidating. Like yeah, she was so pretty, completely dressed down, like just ripped t-shirt and jeans, like no fucking makeup on. Really, I was just like, Jesus. Like of course you're a movie star or whatever. Save the powder like, for her nose. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting after it in there. I was like, oh, man, I think that's when she was, like, with Klitschko or something. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Isn't she, like, really short, too, and he's, like, super tall? She is a, just an LP, dude. She's, like, (laughs) sub five foot. She has to be. It was so weird. Like, I just, that's another thing. It's just, like, everything just kind of drew you to her. It's like, like, who is this lady? Hey there, little lady. Yeah, like your little (laughs) pat on the head. Yeah, I've run into a, a couple of celebrities throughout my my time. Like I I ran into Dave Chappelle in uh, San Francisco while I was staying with those folks. Yeah, I was on a crosswalk and I'm talking to my buddy and like some guy kind of like I bump an elbow. I just looked by. I was like, oh, sorry, man. I was like, dude, that guy looks like Jack Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like, isn't that fucking crazy? And then he looks at me. He's like, I think it is him. I'm like, no. And then I look over. He's holding two coffees. I was like. 
hey, man, are you Dave Chappelle? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, shit, keep doing what you're doing, man. Love your shit. <laughs> and I just like, went on. I, I just like, in the moment, I'm like, I don't want to be the next annoying white guy on the street in his next set. Yeah. I was like, I just don't want to be that. I was like, I fucking love your shit, dude. Thank you. I met this cracker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, Rick James, but no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say Rick James to him. Oh, God. Remember when we saw Anderson Silver and all them? Oh, mm-hmm. shit. That was so cool. So, you know, we're waiting for like our ride, does our limo show up? And then you're like standing right next to us was like Anderson Silva. There was like six or seven of them. Holy and, shit. Like, and the limo came up God. and they all jumped in there. Does I was he, like, this is so cool. Ha, like, does he look huge in person? Yeah, he's a big guy. It was him and Anthony Johnson. And Anthony oh, Johnson just shit. passed away, actually. Yeah. 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 He have a heart complication or something? I don't know what the deal with it was. He got really skinny, man. Because you know how big he used to fight at 170, but was like a 185, really 205er. Yeah. And he would just like drain himself. And then he started fighting. You know, he's supposed to fight John. And then John got busted for, I think, cocaine, I think, at the time or yeah. something stupid. It's the car accident. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, he, they're, they're both massive guys, man. God. I just like, I can't see how Anthony Johnson's fight at 170, though. Yeah, because it's so big. Well, that's like, what uh, who the fuck Rogan was saying that on his uh, on his podcast because he's like, yeah, he would blow up to like two twenty, yeah, like easy, and he's just a giant dude anyway. Mm. That when he knocked the tooth out of Glover Teixeira's mouth and it went like perfect in front of the camera, <laughs> I was like, I had. It, I was at a friend's house and we rewound that so many times just to make sure. It was yeah. like, no way. That was just like like sweat or something. It was like, nope, fucking slow down. That is a tooth. <laughs> he knocked out of his mouth. That cameraman was perfectly placed. Yeah, he oh, had some shit. power, man, because like he knocked out uh um fuck the Swedish guy. Oh, uh Gustafson. Yeah. In Sweden. Dude. Yeah. That must have been tough. And then he, like, DC, that just shows you how tough DC is, because DC withstood him twice. God. DC's the, uh, he's the fucking man, dude. He's nuts. I, I really wish that him and John had some more. <laughs> well, I, really, think, I really would do. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, John Jones or, I forget the other guy, Gagne Cyril or something? Gon. Oh, Surreal Gagne. Oh, yeah. That's... That's gonna be a really good fight. That's it's next tough. month, right? I like this, like the twentieth or something like that. Do you know how much John's weighing these days? I heard he's around like two fifty. Okay, okay, that's solid for his frame. Yeah, Cyril Gon's got a very close like reach. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty equivalent, which is why John did well. Not that's not why he did. He's got a million reasons why he's the fucking man, but. He had such a reach advantage over so many people in light heavyweight. Yeah. Is, I mean, what is like an 84 inch reach? Yeah. Something Something stupid. Crazy. And it's like everybody else is like 72, 74. It's like, yeah, he's going to hit (laughs) you. I did notice though, he did struggle a little bit when guys were around his same size. Yeah. Cause you know, like DC's short, Rashad was short, Chael wasn't that big. Gustafson gave him a run for his money a few times. Um, Dominic Reyes did. Yeah. Um, who and then was Dominic the Reyes has just fallen off since. I don't know what happened with that. Was it Tiago Santos was his yeah, last fight? Yeah, and that was like on that was close. bad knees. And then even um, 
OSP kind of gave him a hard time, but that's when John came off for that long layover, mm-hmm. and when he put all that size on the first one, he's doing like powerlifting. Yeah, and now it's been three years. Yeah, and he's older. I know, but he's and he's going up against bigger guys. But he's but, a psycho. Yeah, I mean that's what they say. Like he has a whole line like. He tells DC that he beat him on cocaine. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. He's like, I fucking partied every night this week. Yeah. He's like, I still beat you. That's I well, mean, Dana White was saying that uh, if John Jones wins this fight, there's no doubt that he's. The no, guy. people will still say that he didn't fight Francis because Francis vacated the belt. Yeah, I hope Francis comes back at some point. I I, I hope. Well, honestly, he deserves to get paid. Look, Paid, paid, like yeah. boxing money. So go have fun knocking them to the moon over mm. there. Make tens of millions of dollars. Then come back for your whatever. It's at, at that point, he'll have an even bigger draw through the UFC. So he'll probably get more points on the pay-per-view and yeah. be able yeah. to pull like a Conor McGregor type of check. But like he, dude, he's so scary. He's just when he hit over him. Oh, and, and his fucking like, head hit his back. <laughs> like, Jesus. I thought he broke his neck when yeah. the first thing. Like, first replay is like... Because, mm. <laughs> like, you kind of questioned him after the first Stipe fight. Because yeah. Stipe kind of just, like, had a game plan. But then once he got in the second fight, it was like he got his wrestling under control. Yeah. And so that's the thing I'm wondering about the Cyril gone, because if... If uh, Francis was able to grapple him the way he did on bad knees, how is John going to do? And John's a pretty good fucking wrestler. And the gym legends go that John usually only wrestled the heavyweights. Yeah. And he would mop the floor with them, even when he was a light heavyweight. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, if you can fuck around with like Cain Velasquez in the gym, I mean, especially back when he was what he was. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, my God. Yeah. That Shane Carwin, even like. I don't know, man. He's he's one of the greatest that's ever done it. It's tough. I, I'm I'm with uh you know a lot of the analysts when it comes to like you know Mighty Mouse is the shit, but he's 125 pounds. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough when you're that small. It's just like he's got a bunch of amazing competition, but like as far as like greatest of all time, John's John's there, man. I mean, he's technically undefeated. Yeah, he's he had that, that one Matt Hamill bullshit. thing and then a no the contest against DC. Yeah. Um, because the drugs or whatever. But <laughs> do, you think, do you guys think he's going to be able to say yeah. clean? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want him to be like, get busted before the fight starts, you know, oh. like, and then he needs the party, man. That's, I think that's where he gets his that's fucking his, that's energy his from. That's yeah. where he's so wild. Yeah, it's like, you know, fucking Superman needs the sun and John Jones needs a little bit of cocaine. Okay. Booze, man. I don't know. Like he's always done well on it. It's like, why? Why fix it if it ain't broken? I mean, personal life probably, you know, cut it out. It seems like that's kind of taken a few hits. Um, he's got a lot of breaks, man. Yeah. A lot of fucking breaks. He fucking hit a pregnant lady in his car oh, right. and then ran away. And then came back to get the drugs out of the car and then ran away again. Like, dude. Well, then also, then remember when he got busted with the, the, with the steroids in his system? But they goes like, oh, it's just the Picogram. Yeah, they, the Picogram. So they like the whole Picogram incident, you know, yeah, like. Picogate. Oh, yeah, Picogate. I was like, now if that was anybody else, the fight, you'd be cut. Or not cut, but like the fight would be off or whatever. So I've got a controversial take on that one because I'm pretty sure he ended that fight with illegal blows. 
when he got Gustafson down, Gustafson was on his stomach. Mm-hmm. John Jones was on his back, and he was punching. And he was just punching him right in the back of the head. Like rabbit punching? Yeah. Yeah. And they'd never called it. And then I've seen the replays, and it's just like, it wasn't the angle. Like, he was definitely punching him in the back of the head. Like, he should have been pushed off of him and reset. But I don't know. You know, I'm not a fucking ref. But it's just one of those things where I was like, that's... That that one is the only one for me where I was like, that did not, that should not have been a win yeah. on that one. Because Gustafson was, he was really giving him a hard time. That was what, 2018? Oh, it probably had to have been, yeah. I, I think that was, yeah, because we were, I'm trying to think. I think my wife and I were in New York City when that was happening. We were visiting out there. I don't know. Speaking of which, got to get back to New York. You guys like to travel a bunch? We're actually going to Philly in a couple of weeks. How fun. Where should we go? Oh, man. Uh, not Pats and Geno's unless you want hot diarrhea. Um, <laughs> that is just like, I mean, go for the show, mm. but like that ain't going to be the, the good shit. Like uh, my favorite cheesesteak place uh, was Breezy's Cafe in Point Breeze. It was right down the street from where I lived when I was in Center City. And then uh, Carmine's in the Reading Terminal Market. It's good. And if Jim's is still open, that's usually like the the local crowd favorite. Okay. Um, there's – man, I don't know what's still going on. It's been so long since I've lived there. But, like, y'all like to go out and party a bit. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities there. Yeah, we've been told to stay downtown near Broadway. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. like broad, that's, broad that's, street. that's Broad Street or something yeah. like that. They're like they okay, who who told us that? It was Lanier. Ryan. Uh, Ryan Marsh. Oh yeah. And he was like, You definitely want to stay downtown around that by that street. Yeah, Ben Franklin Parkway, like where all the convention centers and hotels are. Yeah. There's a ton of good bars over there. Um there's it depends on what you're trying to get into. That was the first time I was ever introduced to like a, a legit after hours place, like didn't open till two or three in the morning. Oh shit. And there's a lot of that, like big old rave scene used to be huge down there. Like that's, I was, but the girl I was with at the time was in that mm-hmm. and just like, I was like, holy shit. Like these people like drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, they like electronic music and drugs and all of it. Pac-Man man. Grew up playing Pac-Man. Dude. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, they get on that trancy, weird shit. Like, I went to this one rave party uh, with her, and it was like they had people doing electronic stimulation massages that looked like little mini cattle prods Mm -hmm. that they're just like running over people, uh, like on tables. And then I was on a bunch of, I don't even know, probably Molly or (laughs) Acid or something at the time. I've fucking, it was a while ago. And, um, I just remember I was standing next to these woofers. I had earplugs in, and they're like eighteen-inch woofers. And I was just like, go, 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 go. Like it was just like the air pressure felt so cool. Yeah, it was like I feel like I could see it. <laughs> I could see the sound waves, man, and you know all the like cute hula hoopers and all that shit, and the poi people, and it was. God, yeah, I'm trying to think of some places. I mean, they have so many good music venues too, like TLA, uh, the Electric Factory is really cool. Um, God, it's been too long. It's been too long. Um, there's a lot of good food 
if you're a breakfast people, uh, go up to like green eggs. Mm-hmm. I think they have a few locations now, but that's probably like the best breakfast or brunch food in town. Um, God. Yeah. Oh, R2L. If you guys want to do a fancy dinner night. Okay. Uh, that's in Liberty one or two, one of the big high rises downtown, the giant glass buildings. And it's on like the 37th floor. So if you can book a reservation around sunset, like look up what the sunset's going to be that day. Cause it's so cool. You get up there. It's amazing food. It's actually, it's not unreasonable price, but like, you know, it's some, that's like where some of the Eagles guys go and like all that kind of shit. You'll probably see somebody in there. But the view, it, you see the entire city. You go there at sun uh, at sunset. It's a, a cool sunset, and then you just see all the lights coming on, and then it just gets fucking busy down there. And then you go down thirty seven floors, and it's just wild. You know, Philly Philly can be a really good time. What is it called again? R two L. I went there. That was my little like. Uh, that was my hobo dream when I first got to Philly, as I had a friend that worked there. And it was just like, one day I'll be able to afford to get a steak there. <laughs> like, I don't even have the dress code to get in there yeah. now. I was living out of a backpack. So I was like, for my birthday one year, I'm trying to think of what that, maybe my 29th birthday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were in Pennsylvania for a friend's wedding and we were flying out of Philly and my wife booked us a dinner there and it was awesome. The food's amazing whole ambiance it's just cool as shit um there's a lot of good uh good shopping around there but yeah there's it's a dime a dozen dude there there's so much good food it's the east coast so it's like you cannot really miss there's so many like so such a huge immigrant population that it's just like name and ethnicity and be like chances are there's a really good version of that food there okay is you know that's that's one thing I do miss about the East coast is just like, that's kind of the landing spot for a lot of immigrants that are coming in. Okay. So you just have like all this amazing food. Like it, you ever been around New York city before? Mm-hmm. No, I want to go there. How quickly can you get to New York, New York and New Jersey from Philly? From Philly? Yeah. Well, I mean, you cross the, uh, the bridge and you're in Camden. I don't recommend Camden. Uh, <laughs> it's mostly known for carjackings. Uh, got a great aquarium though. Um, but to get to New York from Philly, it's two hours. You can take a train. Okay. You can take the train there if you don't want to deal with all the bullshit traffic and fucking, I mean, you're going to spend a hundred bucks to get into New York and park your car for the day. Like just right there. Uh, and possibly more. I don't know how rates have gone up, but yeah, go in there. You can take a train Amtrak right into Penn station. So you get out of, uh, Penn Station, New York, is uh, Madison Square Garden. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah, you can just pop right out there, and then you're kind of like in the middle of everything. That and sounds legit. if you are a foodie, go to Queens. It's the most diverse uh, neighborhood in the country. And, you, again, it's one of those just like kind of follow your nose. Mm-hmm. Go, go just like get an appetizer at every place that you that, that attracts you into it for a day. It's It's amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I believe the R2L is no! closed. No. No. Yeah. Oh man. It said it closed, had to close during COVID. Yeah. 
Damn it. Ah, I, I was looking at pictures. I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a I cool was actually place. fixing to send it to Preston when you're telling me about it. Shit. I'm going to text my friend that we're going with. Hey, dude, let's get let's go to this place. I wonder if there's anything in its spot. Like, quite wonder. possibly it could be. Because that was too nice of a venue, man. That was way too nice. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, Philly's great. I spent most of that time on a bicycle there. It's yeah. the best way to get around town. Uh, I worked at a super high-end uh, Indian fusion restaurant when I was there. And that was another one. I start off as like a busboy, and within a week, I just brought the menu home, and I memorized it. And uh, it's all, you know, like Indian food, and so it's a lot of words you're not used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So when I was able to communicate those well, be back and forth with the kitchen, my manager noticed and was like, okay, well, you can be an expo, and then you can be a waiter, and then I was assistant manager by the time that I left there. And uh, yeah, I was bartending there too. It was, oh my God, so funny. This one gay dude would come in and he'd order me, mar- he'd order martinis from me and make me start them with my finger. <laughs> 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 but he'd tip me like fucking 20 bucks a drink. So oh, I was wow. like, whatever, man. I'll put something else in there for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got something else to start for you. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that was some of the best food ever. And that one went downhill because uh, some, oh, it was mistaken identity, a case of mistaken identity. So one day we're, and of course, you know, this is back when I'm like 23, whatever. I'm like selling weed to the whole staff too, of course. And um, I just had my friend drop off what I ordered. So I grabbed it and I went to the back and I put it in my locker and then I come back out and I just see police at every door. I'm just like, uh Oh, like, Holy shit. I'm busted. And I'm like, I wasn't doing anything crazy. Like yeah. I wasn't, it was not high amounts of anything. So I was like, Holy shit, I'm busted. This sucks. So I run, I grab it. And I have my locker. I throw it in the back of the janitor's closet where it smells like bleach and shit. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And I come back out of the kitchen and I just get fucking put up against a wall by some guys. They're asking me for somebody. They're shoving a picture in my face. They're like, where's your ID? I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I don't know who that is. I don't, whatever. Turns out one of our chefs, uh, they had a mistaken identity with one of our chefs for this really high profile case where this, uh, this lady got like raped in Rittenhouse square Ooh. in the park. And turns out he had helped her move at some point And they had a little fling on. He was not involved in this crime at all, but he looked similar to the person that they caught on the camera. Mm. And this poor guy, he's like from Honduras. He didn't, you know, he didn't have his green card or anything. So they ended up walking my buddy Jason because they thought it was him. They walked him to the back and made him point out the guy with a fucking gun on him. Is like, you know, violent criminal, whatever. And this guy's just like so confused. It was awful. Middle of the dinner rush. We got like 20 cops in there. It was nuts. So then that whole scene, they, they get him. They walk him out in front of everybody. And just the, the restaurant never recovered after that. Mm. It was bad. But like M. Night Shyamalan rented it out at, well, before that, like That's for so his uh, daughter. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's a Philly guy. And uh, so his daughter's 18th birthday, he rented out the whole place. And that dude, I will, because of how nice he was, him and his whole family, they were so nice and respectful. I will watch anything he makes at this point. I will give it a shot. Even if I don't really like it that much, <laughs> I will watch it because... 
that dude, I mean, it was like 10 grand to rent out the restaurant. So we auto gratuitied on that. And then he walked around to all the servers and tipped us all 300 bucks each at the end of the night. And I was like, dude, it's already on the bill. He's like, nah, it's fine. My daughter's so happy. You guys did such a great job. Here you go. Here you go. Fuck. Yeah. And he's just like, he just had this fucking stack of hundreds. I'm like, okay. It's like, all right. That's Shyamalan. the kind of people you want to meet. Oh, so nice. Unlike Lauren Hill. Unlike Lauren Hill or a few athletes that came through that restaurant also that didn't know proper manners at a restaurant. I've, I had to get out of the restaurant thing because I, I talked back a few times and I, I can't wait tables anymore. <laughs> I talked back a few too many times that once my, my GM had to uh, come out and apologize on my behalf for some people because they were not, and mind you, I'm, at this point, living out of a backpack, and I'm in this like four star restaurant working, and these folks are just like so like low class in their behavior, and just so shitty to me. And I was just like, it was one of those things where I'm just like, I'm not even gonna get a tip on this, so like, fuck it, whatever. So they were just being shitty, and I talked back to them, and they asked for the manager. I sat, he sat me in the back, and he's like, he comes back out, he's like. All right, they're terrible, but you can't talk to people like that in this restaurant, Dave. Like, that was awful, but yeah, I'm sorry. And this guy, me and the other assistant manager, used to have to um, handle him because he liked cocaine, and he would get really weird. He would do a bunch at the beginning of, like, a rush shift on, like, a Friday or Saturday, and then he'd, like, he'd get in the way, man. Like, he'd just, like, get in all the waiters' way. He'd be like, oh, let me take some, like, plates out. Let me do this. He's like, oh, how are you all doing? But he's got, like, that Coke energy, so it's, like, not friendly at all. It's just <laughs> weird and off-putting. So it's just like, dude, stop. So we figured out one time uh, that he can't handle weed at all. So what we would do after we figured that out, because he, he would just, like, get nervous and paranoid and, like, go sit in his office. Like perfect, so me and my buddy John, he uh, we would coordinate who was going to have a joint in their cigarette pack, and at some point, if we could tell that he had already done it, and it's like oh, fuck, okay, so he's he's coked up, he's going to get weird and get in our way. So it's like, all right, hey Brian, man, you want to go out for a smoke? And be like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We go out for a cigarette, and I'd be like, oh my god, look what's here. <laughs> like, hey man, you want a hit? And he'd be like, yeah, of course. He's always game. Yeah. But he'd take like two hits and then just like suck down the rest of his cigarette and then go sit in the office for like four hours. Like, cause he would just get weird. <laughs> and it was like, okay, thank God. At least he's out of the way. He's not harming anything. Oh, God. It's like, this is for his own safety. <laughs> Fucking guy. Wow. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I could go on forever, but Jesus Christ, it's 10 o'clock already. Well, Dave, it's been real, man. We have to come back. Part three. Part three. Oh, my God. I'll I have to re-listen to this I didn't one even realize before. it was this long until I just looked over the thing right there because there's a little counter on there, you know, or timer or whatever. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just texting the wife now. She was asking me if I'm okay. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm going to play to Columbia, baby. <laughs> Love you. Just chatty. <laughs> Let the baby know I'll be back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's. Uh, she was she was happy to hear it. Be honest, you know I've been looking forward to it. What's oh my god? Let me not get sucked into a million other text yeah. messages. But yeah, guys, it's always a pleasure, man. I love talking with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, you yeah. you got it. 
You like Peterman from Seinfeld. You got all these amazing stories, dude. Uh, Peterman didn't have the stories. Kramer had. Oh, the sorry. That's what I meant. Kramer. Oh, yeah. Kramer. Sorry. I'll tell you what. Arr. Next time. You've said sorry, that before, sorry. Sorry. Man. You sorry. Always, <laughs> I, always butcher, I always butcher it. But thank you. Thank you. So I love you. Next time I come in, uh, I just found uh, while I was clearing out the house, getting ready for a baby, I found the old uh, book outline and stuff. Oh, okay. And like a bunch of notes and shit in there. I'll bring that with me because I know I missed a bunch of shit. But there's, yeah, there. I'll bring that one with me so we have some fun visual aids so I can stay on track with it. But beyond that, oh, yeah, and those those autographs, too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, from Kangol Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like, that book is going to, I mean, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, my wife's been trying to talk me into it for a while now, and it's finally where I'm getting to a point where, with my work situation, it's like, I actually... Well, well, you know, I'm about to have a fucking baby. So, like, I'm not going to have the time right this moment. Yeah. But, like, in the next year or two, I'll actually have some time for this. And I can really, like, put a lot into it. Because I'm just, yeah. I I really want to get it out there. Because there's just so much to know and learn. And just yeah. so many weird experiences. Just growth points, you know. Who but, did Laddie get his book through? Didn't he just put out a book? Oh yeah, he it's he sells it through Amazon. I'll text him. I'll text oh, him. Oh, does Amazon Publishing? Maybe I know he's okay. selling it on Amazon. I bought a copy, but like I'll find out how he who was his publisher and stuff like that to Please get do. it up there, and like I'll get you the info. Hell yeah, dude! I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And if you guys ever want to go and like see me where I was at, not the listeners because my shit's all super duper private, but like uh, we're friends on Facebook, so. I documented everything from that trip on Facebook and I've got it all categorized into location albums in there. So, Oh yeah. I'm going to definitely look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Go creeping. It's fun as hell, dude. There's going to be, it's, there's so many fucking ridiculous pictures in there. (laughs) Me with a giant fucking beard and everything. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Full hippie. That's the way I wish more people could live, man. Like the way you're doing it. That's, that's the way you should be. Like, have so many experiences. Like, yeah, have stories. Be interesting. Yeah, there was one. I guess the last bit really is one. One. I ran into a lot of older people, mm-hmm. like like older people, retiree types, and uh, while me and my buddy were doing this, and they would just, especially when we still had the bicycles, they'd always ask us like what we're doing, and they'd always be so amazed. And the whole through line was like, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done something like that when I was your age because life gets away from you. Yeah. And he's like, now, fucking 70, I ain't riding a bike anywhere. And, you know, in a realistic sense, if you keep it together all those years, you could. Yeah. (laughs) You could. But that just wasn't in the culture at the time. So. It's, yeah, it's it's it comes back full circle though. Like we first started talking about about the health, man. That's yeah. so important, man. It's just some of us just neglect it for oh, some yeah. reason. It's time and health are two things that you can't really buy. Yeah, yeah, you you, you honestly can't. I mean, shit. Even I was in such a self destructive mode while I was going through all that stuff too. Just drinking way too much, like drugs, sure, yeah. <laughs> whatever, all that stuff, but. Still did my push-ups every morning. <laughs> Still did shit like that to just like try to keep it up. But 
God. Yeah, it's it's it, it's important. It adds to the quality of life beyond measure. It really does. Yeah. Stay fit, y'all. <laughs> Bert Kreiser said um that he is never gonna stop drinking ever. Yeah. He loves beer. He loves, you know, booze, but he's gonna do what he needs to do to keep his body able for him to do that yeah. love of beer and booze. He's also a freak of nature. Yeah. He's a special case that for man. sure. It's uh you can I'm hoping he's getting close to fifty, isn't he? Yeah. So if he it'll makes it past fifty, there's a lot of people that are losing money on that bet. Yeah, I mean it'll definitely slow down. You know what I'm saying? I hope but so. We would have to. But I mean, like, have you seen Tom Segura lately? He's in really good shape now, dude. He was just—they were talking on that their Two Bears podcast. Tom's down to 205 pounds. He was like 275 when they started their fat shaming weight loss pro, uh, program. Huh. <laughs> Which, yeah, the sober October. Or no, it wasn't Sober yeah. October. No, but that was the original. Was that the, yeah, okay. With it him was and Bert. Sober October. <laughs> that was the whole thing. It was to save Bert's life is what they all were trying to do. That's what Joe always says, though. Joe's always like, sometimes you got to tell your friend they're a fat piece of shit. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, yeah. it, shaming in the right context really is helpful. Like, there is some harsh criticisms, and th- that's – I had this talk with Rick not long ago mm-hmm. where it's just like there's a time and a place for it all. But if nobody else is being real with your friend, you have to be that person. If you're a true friend, you have to do that. I lost a friend for six months because I – told him just how horrible his girlfriend was <laughs> and just how <laughs> shitty she was treating him. And he's just like, dude, whatever, man, you just fucking don't like her. I was like, no, because your mom doesn't like her. Your dad doesn't like her. None of your friends like her and none of your fucking cousins like her either. Everybody that's met her hates her. She sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then like a couple months later goes by. I get a phone call like, hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Tough love, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's hard, though, because you don't. I mean, I felt bad losing a friend for that bit of time, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I always get a lot of flack for the way I talk to Raul, and it's just like, uh, I'm not coming from a place of hate. Yeah. But a lot of, I can get how people on the outside looking in can see it that way that I'm being mean to them, but like, if somebody tells you they want something and they're not living up to their potential, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not just going to let you on my watch, at least, you know, not at least say something. Yeah. 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 I rather hurt your feelings in a short term, short term than not uh, say Same something thing. just to pacify you. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. And it's, it's been a, uh, Oh God. Uh, again, I hate, I hate to keep bragging about my wife and all, but she fucking rules. And like we have, again, we went through some times, but we came out of that with some great communication skills with each other. And that's a whole thing. Like we are able to be accountability buddies for Hmm. stuff without it, like affecting the relationship to where, and you know, a lot of that stuff is kind of unheard of with some of my friends and their relationships and stuff where it'd be like, Hey honey, like, did you do your gym work today? Or like, did you do what you had to do today? It's like, yeah, yeah, I did it. Or like, if it was no, okay, well, why? Yeah. And this is two days in a row now. 
you're running out of time to make it up during this week. So it's like, unless you want to start doing two a days next week, like shit like that. And she'll come right back at me with it. Like shit. I've been, man, even all this like drug talk and stuff. I haven't even smoked pot in months, mm-hmm. months. I just, I don't know. I just got tired of it. I rarely drink. You guys saw me drink more in that one night at that <laughs> yeah. diaper party than I've drank in the last like six months. And it's like, I don't know. It, but she never made it a thing, even after she got pregnant to like for like, hey, you need to like, I'm stone sober. You got to be stone sober. She's like, no, oh, whatever. Like, it's fine. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like she didn't, man, yeah, didn't mind at all. But then again, when I told her like, hey. I think I'm just going to lay off it for a while. Wasn't an everyday thing, but like weekly she'd be like, Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? Like normal. It's like normal. Grumpy. <laughs> grumpy at first. <laughs> yeah. Like little grumpy, little trouble sleeping at first. That's uh, what happens when you do something for such a long time. But you know, and it was a whole thing. Even when I got on the, uh, the working out again, I was, I told her straight up last year. It's like, I, Instead of being on a three-month plan, I'm looking at this like a three-year plan. And I like here are my like achievable goals. It's nothing crazy. And it's like, and here's some rest periods in there because I realize now that I'm in my 30s. If I do three month like a three-month program, I can't just take the weekend off and then just start another program. Like I I I hurt myself that way. So it's like I'll take a whole week off and I won't feel bad about it. I won't beat myself up about it. I'll eat whatever the fuck I want, which at this point I don't really crave crazy junk food all the time, but it's like I'll eat whatever I want. I'll get as much good sleep as I can. Take a couple of Epsom baths, whatever the fuck, just like relax, have a nice time. And then I get back after it and it's like, Oh wow, I didn't lose any of my gains in the past. It's like, I took a week off. I'm such a piece of shit. I'm losing all this work I put into it. I can't believe it. It's like, that's not sustainable. You're, you got to take a week off sometimes. Like you take two weeks off as long as you get back into it. It's fine. So it's like you, you're consistent, but then you got to do like the maintenance and have like, like you said, rest periods. So you don't hurt yourself or don't burn yourself out. Cause if you're constantly going, you're probably going to burn yourself out and then you're just going to stop altogether. And then that's when you'll lose everything. And then you're going to feel like shit. Thinking, oh, I got to start again. Yeah. And then you're probably not going to start again because you know how hard it is to get going again. Exactly. And that's just that vicious cycle. So it's just like part of the work is recovery. So you just have to plan that out. And you can't beat yourself up about taking a day off here or there. Like, it's fine. It's fine. So don't ever let that, like, get you down or cause any setbacks with it. Like, you know, especially go on vacation. Yeah. Sure. Hit the gym once while you're there. If you're staying at a hotel, go for it. Do it. <laughs> like You don't have to do it every day. If you feel like it, go for it. That's awesome. I did that last time we went out of town, and I got like, we were out of town for maybe five days, and I did like two or three days at the hotel gym. Like, yeah, okay. That was fine. I didn't do like full-on workouts or anything. It was just like, I just wanted to get moving because once you've been going a few months, you know, if you skip a workout, you kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I feel a little rusty, you know, which is, that's a good place to be. Are you there yet? Yeah. Cause like I didn't go when it was icing here. Yeah. Like I took that week off, but I felt weird from that. Yeah. You're like, I have 
more energy that I need to get rid of. Yeah, I was like, I need to get back into it. I don't want to get into that spot where I feel like I'm getting comfortable by not doing it. Did you use your kettlebell at all? Uh Oh. That, that's, kettlebells are great for home stuff. I like kettlebells, and I've still got the old iron gym, the the, the doorway uh, pull-up bar. (laughs) I still have one of those. I use it all the time. Yeah. It's like, if it's too shitty out, or it's like, fuck, the day got away from me, I can't. I don't want to go to the gym because I'd honestly I'd rather spend time with my wife or something than, yeah. than be at the gym if it's like one or the other. So it's like okay, well, I'll just do pull ups till I can't do pull ups anymore for like fifteen minutes, and then and then there's that's I mean it's a solid workout, yeah. But that's always uh, like health and wellness. That's what I'm going to get into. I, like my the business as it is right now with the bagels and stuff, like. The guy I'm partnering up with, we've got a plan to build this to a certain point and then sell it. Mm, okay. And I'm going to take the time after that to go into the health and wellness field because it's something that's always been a passion of mine. And I've never really uh, put forth effort into making it like a good business. And I, well, I didn't have the know how, honestly, before this business, I never even thought I could start a business or run a business, whatever. So now that I've kind of got the feel for it and like uh, all the lessons I've learned from just this side of things, I can kind of transfer those over to what I really, really want to do, which is in the fitness, health and wellness field. And I've I've got some good plans for that. So I'd be excited when that day comes where I can finally launch it. Well, next time you come back, I would like to pick your brain about business, but I'm not going to tie you up any longer. Yeah, no worries. No worries, man. I'll come back anytime. I'll I'll probably want to get out of the house in the next couple of months at some <laughs> yeah. point for a few oh, hours. Oh yeah, baby, baby, baby. Well, congrats on the babe. Yeah, B. and oh, tell your you. wife we said hello. Oh, we'll do. We'll do. Yeah, you guys will have to meet her one of these days. Yeah, happy wife. I actually did meet. I met her at Thacker's party. Oh yeah. Oh my god, at the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Shit. Oh, happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. All right, Dave. We appreciate it, man. All right, man. Y'all take care. Yeah, you too, brother. Have a good one.